from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carver. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. All right, let's get things in order, okay? All right, hey! It's time for Name That Quarantine. Name That Quarantine. Far more difficult than even than it sounds, which is, are you able to name a very famous song, uh, almost legendary track, by only hearing the first line of that song? Artist and song title. It's very difficult, even for legendary tracks. You guys have gone down in flames before. As always, it will be you, Mocha, against Dammit Mori. Hello? <laughs> Hello? I'm always going down in flames. Hello? Hi! Okay, there we go. <laughs> Um, Shem is here as uh, you will be the judge and scorekeeper. Shem, hello. Hello, hello. Okay. Uh, now, Mocha, can we and everybody at home uh, hear your buzzer, please? Uh, Maury? So Mocha's is the sort of deeper, more masculine The one that sounds like buzzer. a winner. Yes, that's the one. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, so here we go. Again, you will only going to hear the beginnings of these songs. Now, today's theme for Name That Quarantine is these are all songs that turn 20 in 2021. Oh, these are boy. all tracks released in 2001. Okay. All tracks released oh. in 2001. That is the theme for today's Name That Quarantine. How do you think you're going to do? Can you, I'm, I'm going to dance around your butt. Okay, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, can I believe that like, you're gonna dance around my butt? Now, when you say dance around your butt, like, does that, like, are you going like around in circles or like you go, like, uh, I don't know. Okay, never mind. <laughs> okay, uh, hit me up with number 14, please, Mocha. Uh, Mocha. I uh, can't get you out of my head by Kylie Minogue. Wow, yes. Oh, I was not gonna say that. What were you gonna say? Cardigan's love song. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, here we go with, uh, Seven, please. Oh, oh, oh Chef, who was that? Who was that? Definitely Mocha. Definitely Mocha. Yeah. That is Mariah Carey. Is it Candy? Incorrect. Maury for the steal. I need to hear more. No, this is the game. You only get to hear the first line. <laughs> oh, you know what? I actually know it now. Maury. Guess. Okay, what, what, what are you going to say? Whisper no, it to Maury, me. guess. Oh, guess. Mariah Carey and Honey. Incorrect. Mocha, oh, no, no, nobody gets a point right no, now. No, I was going to say Honey, so it's no, not that? No, Loverboy. Oh! Are you sure? <laughs> wow, this song's 20 years old? It is. Okay. Uh, hit Man. me up with number 20. I don't know that one. Coldplay. You got to buzz in, Maury. No, but I don't know the name of the song. Oh. So I'm saying Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It is. is it Coldplay? It is, right? It is Coldplay. Is it the song? <laughs> yes. 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 Keep going. What's the name of it? <laughs> it's Coldplay's first big sort of single. That was, was Yellow. 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 <laughs> no, Yellow, that's please. not. Shem doesn't count, right? Absolutely not. Okay, thank you very, thank you very much. Uh, Twenty-one, please, Mocha. Can't 
That is pink. pink get the party started. started. Mocha. Yeah, pink. Get the party started. Yes. <laughs> Well, okay, again, when you gentlemen buzz in, yeah. you have to allow either Shemurai to say who is... Yeah, but that was clearly it, me, and then more just clearly. followed. Yes, I yeah, know. But do I yet have a point for just no, saying it? No, no, okay. you don't. What, for being annoying? Uh, number 12, please. Sick and tired of hearing uh, all these... Mocha. Sick and tired of hearing all these rumors and alibis. That is, um... <laughs> <is> that... <laughs> That's NSYNC. And... If you say so, okay. Uh, oh, wait, no. It's Backstreet Boys. If you say so. Oh, wait. That is NSYNC. Oh, I know it's NSYNC. It hurts, huh? Oh, it I hurts. don't know the name of it. I don't know the name you of it. Don't. That, it's NSYNC, though, that right? That is Pop. Oh, darn it, Pop. Yeah. Right? Oh, <laughs> my God, yes. I remember that song. Oh, man. Okay. Number two, please. Oh, Number man. two, please, Mocha. You're beautiful. Mocha. Nelly Furtado. I'm like a bird. Yes, sir. Oh, I was not going to say that. Way. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. Uh, number one, please. Mocha. Oh. Shaggy, it wasn't me. Yes, correct. <laughs> wow, dude. Uh, hit me with number 16, please. That she's back in the uh, Mocha. Train drops to Jupiter. Yes, sir. <laughs> Shem, what's the score so far? Five nothing, Mocha. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a point for what I could have said? Uh, no, you can't. You can't. Man, there is some real whack songs on here that came out. And again, these are all songs that turned 20 and 2021. So these yeah. are all songs uh, that came out in uh, the year 2001. Uh, Mocha, 18, please. <laughs> Smash Mouth, the song from Shrek. Mocha. That's not who it. Who actually buzzed in first? Um, oh. It is I'm a Believer by, and I don't know the name of the artist or the group. Smash Mouth. Yeah. Oh, is it Smash it, Mouth? It is Smash Mouth. Yeah. Oh, no, nobody no gets a point on oh. that. Nobody gets a point on that. I thought it was somebody else. Uh, oh, give me 15, please. And then we got one more after that. 15. When you rolled up in, Maury. Jennifer Lopez. And? Oh, I don't know the name of the song. More, why are you buzzing in then? You know just the game. Just so he can't. But he can just then gets to steal. Yeah. Love Don't Cost a Thing by Jennifer Lopez. Correct him on Dove. See, you don't, you're, not, you're not helping thing. <laughs> okay, by, last by one. By doing that, by, oh my God. Okay, there's a lot of last ones on here. Yeah. But let's go with 11. Uh, Mocha. Destiny's Child, Bootylicious. Correct. Well, Shem, what was the final score? Wow, let me go ahead and add it up. Seven nothing. What? Okay, 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 okay. What? Okay, one more for second place. Okay, one more for second place. I don't even, I don't even know what that means. Uh, okay, one more for second place. Number thirteen, please, Mocha. Uh, Mocha. That is Missy, Missy Elliott. Elliot. Get, Get your freak on. Yes, Get Mocha. your freak on. So that's on. what, eight nothing now, Shem? Is that the deal? Okay. <laughs> and that's how you play the in that quarantine. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. I was curious as to what people's favorite sandwich was. Oh. And... Mm. For the last, like, 24 hours, every time I have a minute, I just go and I try and find a new poll okay. to find out what everybody's favorite sandwich was. And there's, a like, the top five is all over the place. Hmm. But there's one consistent number one. Oh. 
Can I guess? So let or do you go, want to just me, say? Let me let me go through let me go through one of these right now. So okay. this is from I don't even know what this is. Uh, eat this, not that. I don't know. It's just this is like the fifteenth list of the world's best sandwiches okay, that I found. Uh, so the French dip is at number fifteen. What's that? The French dip is like thinly, thinly, thinly sliced roast beef, caramelized onions in almost like a ciabatta mm. that you dip in the jus. Yeah. Oh, I love the. Wow, where do you get the jus from? From the cooking process of the oh, roast wow, beef. That's yeah, nice. so it's, it's kind of like Thanksgiving so dinner. Good. Uh, uh, nope. No, it's no, not. No, no, it's not like, at all. It's like oh, a French yeah, dip sandwich. Yeah, it's like a French dip sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's like you know what? It's 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 more. It, it's less like Thanksgiving and more like Monday leftovers from a Sunday roast. Mm. Oh, oh, okay, so good. Yeah, so you know what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense to me? To you, uh, and then and then a little bit of I'm a, like I always put a little bit of Dijon on that bottom mm. on that bottom yeah. layer, right? With like a side of potato salad. No, no more. That's, we're talking sandwiches. You're about to sides. exit this conversation yeah. in the second. Uh, at number fourteen is the Reuben. Mm, yeah, That's my favorite. You like a Reuben? That's your number oh, are one. You kidding me? Really? Matthew huh? and I were on the hunt for a Reuben the other day. Uh, now, interestingly enough, the debate as to we're not going to debate what is a sandwich and what is not a sandwich. Like a hamburger okay. is not a sandwich, a hot dog is not a sandwich, a taco is not a sandwich. So we're not even going to have the discussion. However, uh, number thirteen on this list is a meatball sandwich. Oh, my favorite! Okay. Oh, my is that God, your favorite? I love meatball sandwiches. Mm, Are you kidding me? More, yes. I have n- never had a meatball sandwich. Why is that? What? I have you never had a terrible childhood. But when would I have ever needed to have a no, meatball? No, but not sandwich? even a, to have a meatball <laughs> sandwich. But not even as an adult. No, like I, I see it on the menu, but then I also see assorted or something else that to me is better. Really? I've never had a meatball sandwich. You choose assorted so over meatball I'm sandwich? I'm afraid of one of the balls falling out of my shirt. Okay. Same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at number 12 is egg salad. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, gross. Now, at no number thanks. 11, I disagree with this because I think it should be higher on the list, man, but I guess maybe it's an acquired taste. I don't know. But at number 11, they have the tuna sandwich. That should be to number me, one. To me, that should be higher, man. It's height. Oh. Yeah, but Mocha, it's a universally uh, loved sandwich. Pulled pork sandwich at number 10. Mm, yeah, give me. Uh, peanut butter and jelly is is at number nine. Okay. I was going to say, when you were talking about this list and what people were putting on the top, Yeah, I thought that people everywhere were going to say peanut butter and jelly nope. was number one. Peanut butter and jelly wow. is number nine. What about peanut butter wow. and banana? A, it's not on the list, Maury. Stop. Just read it. I have the list in front of me. I'm just asking. <laughs> How about this? Stop asking. <laughs> That's Elvis's favorite sandwich. It's true. Uh, uh, bacon and egg, like a sure, like a you know what I mean. Agreed. Like yep. a breakfast sandwich kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, club sandwich is at number seven. Mm, sure. A uh, BLT is at number six. Perfect. A ham sandwich is at number five. The classic ham on yeah, white okay. is at number five. Uh, a roast beef sandwich yep. is at number four. So I imagine that's what cold roast beef. Mention? Number three is the turkey sandwich. Uh, number two is the grilled chicken sandwich. I know it's missing. And number one, and this, I'm telling you, this is like on so many lists. Yeah. The number one sandwich, what people consider to be the ultimate sandwich, their number one favorite sandwich, on top of everything that we just read. Is it no- corned beef? No. Grilled cheese? Yes. How did we miss grilled cheese? Grilled cheese. And didn't you say once that you love to dip it in tomato soup? Everybody loved to dip a grilled cheese in tomato soup and watch Gilligan's Island. That's how we grew up. Oh my God. It's like you were next to me on the couch. No, we would, that never happened. That never, in case anybody's just tuning in right now, that never happened. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, no respect for people's time whatsoever. Who? Damn it, Maury. Oh. Oh, God. 
You know where I'm going with this. Yep. How many times have I said on this show that when we're done and we're wrapped this show, I know how busy of a day you have, Roz. It's true. Because after this show, you go and you do job number two, which is working for ET Canada. Yeah. And then you spend time with your family. Right. So I don't bother you with anything. No. No emails, no texts, no phone calls, nothing. No, you're If it's like super important, only if it's really important will yes. I hit you up. And first thing I'll do is text you. Exactly. David Morgan, on the other hand, zero respect for anything whatsoever. We'll call, we'll text, we'll email, we'll do everything. And last night recorded a phone call that he made to you while it sounds to me because there's no timestamp on this it sounds to me like you're in the middle of cooking dinner right. for your family yes i was and as always damn it maury calling you for straight up nonsense yo hey how's it going man Good. hey do you remember earlier this week we were talking about sandwiches like the best sandwiches do you remember the sandwich list that you did about sandwiches Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, by the way, did you know the pilot prefers his sandwich plain? Okay. Okay. I had a question for you. Right. If you think about Roz, Mocha, and Mori, are you yeah. the bread or are you the meat? Well, I'm certainly not going to allow you to consider yourself the meat. Well, see, I thought I was the meat because there's Roz, Mocha, and like sandwiched between is Mori. No. No, no. You are you're the pickle that I didn't order that winds up in the garbage. Ouch. Well, that's not the question. I was asking, are, are you... Well, you know, and the other thing I was thinking is you're, like, super tall, that you're both pieces of bread because we could just fold you in the middle. Okay, listen, man. Stop sexualizing sandwiches. I'm not. I'm just saying, are you the meat? Lunch doesn't need to be sexy. So then you're saying you're the meat to my bread. No, I Yeah, but no, you're like a little you're like a little cracker. That's a little bit off. And then you're oh my god, and you're the meat that's spread on top of the cracker. No, I'm not spread on top of anything. By the way, wait, since we're talking about sandwiches, uh let us get together. <laughs> And do what? You wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> you would be in such shock if I ever said yes. I love this conversation so much from my head to my toe. To my toe. Uh, Don't you have a family? Don't you have a family? And by the way, where, you know, if you're on the beach, what's the best? Oh, no, I ruined that joke. <laughs> by the way, by the way, for the record, yeah. I just asked you twice if you had a family and you were silent. <laughs> Because I'm still picturing you as the meat. That's the fourth time. <laughs> that's that's four that's four times now I've asked you, don't you have a family? And you've literally you don't even you don't even try to make a joke. You just say nothing as if I never asked it. Don't you have a family? Okay. You know what? Before I break down our wow. sandwich again, wow. I wanna say wow. I loaf harsh. you. <laughs> so harsh. You what? I loaf you. What does that mean? Instead of love? Hello. Oh. <laughs> you have to pick up the phone. This is my thing is that he calls and calls and calls and I calls. Know, and I there's know. so much going on right now, right? With COVID and with restrictions and with this show and everything else that we have to do. Like if I get calls during the day, normally I'm hesitant to answer, but I feel that I have to because on the other end of that, you expect information that is right. worth picking up for. 
right? Especially when the phone call comes in after your typical Thank business you. hours. Thank it you. It must be something so important that Thank it has to be you. dealt with at the time that's relevant to the very following day. Exactly. But instead, you get who's Me- the meat in the sandwich. <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Can I get some advice from you guys? Yeah, sure. Okay. No. <laughs> Don't do answer. it. <laughs> so... Uh, we have new neighbors upstairs okay. and new neighbors behind us. Okay. And I've tried to let it go and try and block it out of my mind, but now it's just continuing and it's getting a bit ridiculous and I don't know what to do, whether I knock on their door and try and just be that neighbor, but then they know what I look like. or do Spit I call it out, them man. What's the problem? People are having way too much sex. So what? But I can hear it constantly. Uh-huh. Fight See? fire with fire. No, but I want to sleep. <laughs> so do they. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only... Like, I, did they make your condo at a balsa wood? I've <laughs> never heard. So. I've never heard somebody live in a condo who has the, the noise complaints I that Maury does. I know. Like, aren't those walls concrete? No, apparently not. Like, you shouldn't be able to hear. Because last night they were both upstairs and behind me at the same time. Okay. And I'm lying there with my eyes wide open. Right. And, <laughs> and what's Matthew doing? Lying there with his eyes wide open. Okay, so if, so if if you're laying there with your eyes wide open, Matthew's laying there with his eyes wide open, and yeah. you're listening to this stuff go on. Yeah. Why aren't you like... Give him something to talk about. <laughs> challenge accepted. Yeah. Oh, I was lying there going, oh, I just want to go to bed. And you guys would fake it too. You would just jump up and down on the bed and yell at each other, right? <laughs> like you wouldn't even... Like... We did that on Saturday when they were doing it. <laughs> oh my God, Maury. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Yo. What's up? I'm reading this story, this guy who lost the password key for his Bitcoin wallet. Yeah. A guy named Stefan Thomas in San Francisco. And we've talked about this for years because Maury has a Bitcoin wallet and he lost his, what do they call it? Like an iron key? Is that what they call it? And he lost his key. And with like Bit- almost immediately, almost too. immediately, and we figured out Maury the amount well, because you have it on a piece of paper. Yeah, what are you supposed well, to no, do with you a piece- wrote yours down on a piece of paper. The amount of money that you would have now in Bitcoin is around seventeen hundred bucks, right? Yeah, Something like that. And what yeah. did you spend years ago on it? Sixty dollars. Sixty dollars. So Maury spent sixty dollars on Bitcoin years ago. Now it's seventeen hundred bucks. Yeah, and he has no access to his wallet. And the problem is that when Bitcoin started, they let everybody sort of become their own banks. There's no centralization to Bitcoin. So if you lose your key, there is no way to reset it because there's no one to ask to reset it. It is completely on you. And if you leave money in your Bitcoin wallet because you've lost your password, then that money is just gone. Like you will never get it back. And they say, listen to this number, of the existing... 18.5 million Bitcoin around the world. They say 20% currently worth $140 billion appear to be lost or otherwise stranded in wallets. Oh, so no. there, so Maury, but Maury, it's not like someone can take my money. It's just always going to sit there. It's always going to sit there. Now, here's the problem is that we go back to Stefan Thomas in San Francisco yeah. who lost his key to access his Bitcoin wallet. Yeah. The problem is the way that the wallet works is you have 
10 tries to put in your password. Otherwise, the drive itself will encrypt and you lose everything. Okay. He is on password try number eight. Oh, no. Inside, so what's he going to do? Inside his wallet yeah. is $234 million in Bitcoin. Wow. Wow. He says that he lies in bed at night and just thinks about it and thinks about it and thinks well, about yeah. it. All the different possibilities and passwords. And then he has his laptop with the Bitcoin on it in a vacuum sealed bag in another part of the house. And then he'll just sit there and type in a password and then it'll say no. And then he puts it back in the bag and leaves it and then just spends more time trying to think of what the password may Whereas be. Whereas I'm just trying to find the post that I wrote it on. Where <sighs> He lost his piece of paper. He lost it years ago. He said he lost it. And this so is he has two tries left. He has two tries left. Two tries. Otherwise, $234 million is gone forever. Can he go somewhere to have somebody, like, hypnotize him to, to try to get back, like, dig deep into his memory banks? Yeah, but... To find the, the password? You know, the password's for, like six words. Yeah, but, but, the, but the, problem with, the problem with that is, right, how do you trust the guy that's, that's doing the hypnotizing? If I went to you, and I don't know you, and I'm looking for a hypnotist, I go on Kijiji yeah. and I find a hypnotist, and I yeah. walk into the hypnotist's office, and he's like, what can I do for you today? And I'm like, I need you to hypnotize me uh, because I have a Bitcoin wallet on a computer at home that has $234 million on it, and I have misplaced the password, so I'm hoping you can hypnotize me to help me get that out and then i can just leave your office peacefully and just go and collect my money you think that there's like there's a problem there where you're going to trust somebody no, to hypnotize like, you maybe, and then set you on your way why are you telling the hypnotist all of that information well this yeah, is what i'm saying so two things number one what if he said told was truthful with the hypnotist and said you help me out i'm gonna like give you some of this money right right or you just completely lie and don't tell them anything about Bitcoin and just say, there's these passwords that I have for these various accounts and there are six of them and I need to retrieve them from my memory banks. Can you help me? <laughs> don't right. say the word password. Just say, I need you to help me figure out my six favorite words. Jeez, but I think everybody's passwords are different though. I think they're all, I think everybody yeah. has weird, weird ways of doing it. Uh, but yeah, so this guy in his computer, in his house, in a vacuum bag is a computer that has $234 million in Bitcoin on it. And he is at try number eight of 10 to put in his password. Otherwise, he loses it forever. Oh, good luck, pal. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Amir. Hey. Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Oh, how are you? <laughs> okay, okay. Hold on. Before you say anything else, Amir, let me tell Roz why we're talking to you. Uh, okay. Because we got an email from Amir's wife and... Please correct me if I'm saying her name wrong, but is it... Yeah, yeah, it's right. Uh, Barehe? Yeah, yeah, it's right. Okay, so Barehe said this. It's been a year since my husband has arrived in Canada, and the Roz and Mocha show has amazingly improved his English. He listens to them every day on his way to work and loves the show. I'm thankful for your show, and I wanted to cheer him up and motivate him and kindly request if the Roz and Mocha show could call him. So, Amir... Welcome to the Raz and Mocha Show. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I'm surprised. Uh, no, welcome I'm to Canada. Where did you move from? Uh, I'm from Iran. Yeah. Uh, I arrived. To, I immigrated to Canada one year ago, and uh, like all immigrants, it was a little tough for me for the first time that I moved to another country. Uh, the first thing that was a little bit hard for me was language, was English language. So. 
Uh, I tried to learn more, and my wife uh, recommended me to hear to hear some uh, sort of uh, podcast or radio station. So uh, I chose you, and all the days and the way to work, I uh, listened to your show, and it was really ma- amazing for me. I learned many things from you, not uh, limited to English language. Language. It was, Lots of things, specifically for Rosamo could fix my life or anything else. Aww. So I'm really, I'm really thankful for you. And what a time for you to arrive in this country. If you said like a year ago, that was right before the pandemic hit. And then coronavirus yeah, yeah. like shut the entire world down. What was that like for you? Uh, it was a little cold because I'm from a tropic area. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, on that day, I was postponed everything to summer. And when summer comes, everything shut down because of COVID-19. So uh, I lost a lot of things in Canada. So I'm waiting for, I'm looking for the future to get rid of this pandemic and discover Canada more. Um, When you arrived here, how much English did you know? Uh, If I want to be honest to you, it was like, I'm a banana. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. You know I'm a banana. Yeah, really. Oh man! <laughs> wow. So you've made yeah, yeah. you've made just incredible progress. Oh my god! Oh, thank you, thank uh, you, thank now, you so much. And you had a really huge part of that. That's incredible. And and it's interesting. This is not the first time I've heard this. I've heard this from one other person where they listened to this show um, and it vastly helped them adapt to the language because right. they were brand new to they were brand new to Canada and brand new to English. Uh, I also one time I was in an Uber with a guy from Russia. He was the driver. And he was explaining to me that he Ubers um, twice a week. He drives Uber twice a week. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't need to. He had another job, but he doesn't need to. But he had extra time and he Ubers twice a week just because he felt that having conversations with people in his car, uh, he used it to help his English. Oh, wow. Because it was just people would get in and they would talk about sports and they'd talk about the weather. And he's like, that was the stuff that you couldn't learn from mm. classes. He's like this conversational stuff. So he drove Uber to actually help improve, help improve his English. What brought you to Canada from Iran? What made you uh, move here? You know, I'm a pharmacist back home. And I always seeking for finding a new way to help people around the world, uh, specifically in pharmaceutical companies. And my wife is a physician, and she's looking for uh, doing uh, medicine in this country. So we decided together. Actually, my wife is a Canadian. Uh, my wife uh, is a Canadian citizen. So we decided to move into Canada to stick our ambitions more in, in this country uh, because we believe that we have more opportunities in this country. Yeah. So you, so you moved here with your wife? Yeah, 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 yeah. My wife moved to Canada one year before me yeah. to do some stuff about uh, my immigration. And then I moved to Canada last year. Yeah, it's oh, hard, man. It's tough. And it's tough. listening to the Ron Zamoka show has helped with your English. Have you, in listening to the Ron Zamoka show, mastered the art of the that's what she said joke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or maybe you just need a little bit of practice, right? Uh, thank you. That's what thank she you. said. 
Maury wants to say something to you. I need to know what it's like when your wife moved away from you and you were alone for a whole year. Yeah, Maury yeah. thinks Maury thinks what? that that Maury thinks that that would be wonderful. Yeah, yeah it, it was really tough. Yes, Well, Amir, uh, officially, welcome to Canada. Welcome to the Raz and Mocha Show. It was so wonderful talking to you. And uh, I mean, you have our phone number. Feel free to call us anytime. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I I should thank my wife too because. It was really surprising for me, and uh, hope to see you. <laughs> yeah, man. for sure, brother. You take care, man. You, you do, take care. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Drama on The Bachelor last night. I missed it. Yeah. It's what okay. happened? Tell me everything. We can't go through everything. We have to just like sort of choose what we're going to focus on. And yeah. we're going to choose to focus on the same thing that the producers of The Bachelor chose to focus on, which okay. is v- Victoria. Okay. Uh, she's the hot mess that calls herself like when you when when they put her name up on the screen where it would be like, you know, Kelly, dental hygienist. Um, Maryland from Maryland. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Victoria under her name, it just reads queen. She's the one that had the crown on the first day. Oh, yeah, yeah that girl. Okay. okay. She hates everybody. Yeah. Right. Oh, so she's the new she's villain. She's rubbing everybody the wrong way. Okay. She's the... Uh, I'm in this for the right reasons. You can all go home. He's going to pick me. Everybody's playing for second kind of woman. Ooh, wow. Damn. Uh, so the Not ladies, friends. No, 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 no. Uh, the ladies were talking about, um, Brie, 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 Brie being chosen to go on the date and Victoria, um, had this reaction when everybody else was saying how they should feel happy for her. I am excited for Brie. I think we should all totally take Chris's advice and be very mindful about of our time with Matt, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Wait, yeah. first of all, I didn't even talk to Brie, so I don't have that little friendship that you guys have. Ooh. And second of all, like, I wanted to be on that date, so I'm not happy about it. Trust me, we're all jealous. Like, yeah. trust me. If I'm you're not really jealous. Can... I'm not jealous. I'm just like, I, will, I want that. I'm literally so sick of you guys. I want to hang out with Matt. But do you think you're going to, like, cause yourself to go into, like, a tailspin if you think that, like, every time? I'm not tailspinning. No, yeah. I'm the only one that's being real. I think the girls that are happy for Brie are all fake as the reality of the situation is that we're all here to date Matt. We're not here to be in a sorority. Oh! God, that voice. I mean, she's kind of right, though. That voice, though. And then so um, near the end of the episode, Matt was with Marilyn, and <laughs> she's sitting on the couch, Yeah. and he reaches behind the couch. He's like, hold on, I got something for you. Yeah. And he reaches behind the couch, and he pulls out a vase. Okay. And inside the vase is, is a rose? An orchid. An orchid? Yeah, because I guess orchids are her favorite flower. They mean something to her. They're oh, her favorite flower. She probably wanted and so, a rose, though. Yeah, so he reaches behind the couch, pulls out a vase, and in it is an orchid, not a rose. Oh, and is. so, and also, and I was like, because I'm watching, I'm like, does that count? Like, does that count? No, or does it have to be not. a rose? Might as well just it, does, home. it does not count. And although she wanted in her heart to be like, oh my God, this is such a lovely gesture, uh-huh. she was still like, oh my God, that's not a rose. Marilyn right? was my roommate. And like, was your roommate? So um, Victoria has a huge problem with Marilyn, okay? okay? Like a massive problem with Marilyn. And Victoria is now at the point of the episode of where she starts launching missiles at the other women, doing her best to get Matt to second guess his decisions. So right after Matt gave Marilyn the orchid, he met with Victoria who said this. Marilyn was my roommate and like... Was your roommate? 
Yes. And like she just like cries to like manipulate situations and she's just like straight up toxic. So like I had oh. to sleep on the couch <laughs> temporarily because having that in the house, it's really hard. And I don't think like you've had that experience. So like it was crazy. What are you snitching? First off, I had no idea that was going on. And yeah. Yeah. I apologize for rushing over that when you were trying to no, tell me that. No, it's okay. I wasn't ready to share that. Because <laughs> that was like a lot. Yeah. So, so that awful. happened. Have you talked to her since that happened? Like what? what's... The... I just like avoid her now because... Because? She's just so toxic. I mean, life goes on, you know, so I'm able to still maintain a positive attitude, but at the same time, I like wanted to kind of share with you like how toxic the house can truly be. Yo, this is day two, I'm really girl. Yeah. Glad you shared that with me. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna get to know the real you if you have all these things that are weighing on you and you're trying to get to know me and have a good time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. Thank you. Oh, and you can tell, God. you can you can tell that everybody hates Victoria. Like, and I mean, you can tell that people even on the production hate Victoria because yeah. as the episode went on and they went longer into the night, Victoria was the only one that didn't get her makeup touched up. Oh no! Oh, and it was so apparent. It was so yeah. apparent that she was left off the list. Yeah, of if you're a queen, you're a queen. You of, don't need this of makeup touch up. So then Marilyn uh -huh. confronts Victoria. Do you mind if we have a conversation outside? You can sit there and we can have a talk. I'm not going outside. It's freezing. Oh. Like, you can sit there. Can I sit here? Yeah. Sure, and I'll sit there. I don't want to sit next to you. All right. So that way you can look me in the face and say, like, if anything I said wasn't the truth. Okay. I'm listening. What do you have to say? Okay, it's a little bit loud. Do you mind if I just sit here? No, I don't want to sit next to you. Oh. All right. I'm just going to speak my heart to you, okay? Oh, come on, man. Go for it. Victoria, I'm ahead. sorry that I hurt your feelings. And Thank you. We can sit <laughs> I accept your apology, but I think that we have very different realities of what occurred. You feel this way, and I acknowledge that you feel this way. And regardless of what happened... But like, if it didn't happen, why are you apologizing? Matt had mentioned that you think that I'm toxic and manipulative. I do think you are those things. I want. I don't want to continue fighting. I'm not trying to fight either, but I yeah, think that and like I think that we can, we're like oil and vinegar. But I think that we can come to an understanding. I really do believe that we can if we try. I don't care to, Marilyn. Oh. I, <laughs> um, I need a break. You're too yeah. much. Okay. Yeah. I love this show She's so a disaster. much. And then uh and then it ended with uh Sarah needing it was a cliffhanger last night. They were in the middle of the rose ceremony. Yeah. And Sarah passed out. Like she started From to what? faint. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I guess because it's like two o'clock in the morning and they've had too much tired? wine and it's too hot and I don't know what's going on. Wait, sorry. Wait, sit, 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 right here, right here. What's she whispering? It's a production crew person like oh. on the ground with her rubbing her back. And then Matt sees and walks over. And then it was the to be continued. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah. What did Victoria say? You can't lay there. <laughs> I don't want you to get up. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can just stay right there. Just stay right there. <laughs> Matt, can I talk to you? <laughs> Is it because it's too cold out? The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Boom, boom. Yeah! Boom, 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 boom. Oh. Boom, boom. 
What's going on? How are you? Are you singing the Skype song? Yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's don't, don't act like you don't do that, too. Every time. Uh, Caitlin Bristow, welcome back. It's your other boyfriends, Raza Mocha. How are you? Ah, oh, my boyfriends. What, <laughs> what's going on? How are you? How are you doing? Oh, my gosh. I am. I'm good now. I mean, uh, I had to battle the old COVID, but I'm feeling so much better now. So that's good. And it's incredible going into this, looking at what you're doing with Special K and New Year's resolutions and everything else. After everything you've been through and how careful you were with your health, with everything during Dancing with the Stars, what's your attitude and how do you feel about your sort of own body and health going into a new year when everybody's just sort of making the let's try and do better resolution, knowing what you went through? I know. Yeah. Well, that was my whole thing with going on Dancing with the Stars to prep for that. I was lifting weights I was boxing I was meditating I was trying to take care of myself physically and mentally and I was like this is the best momentum to use going into a new year Uh, so so my whole thing with with 2021 is I want to kind of prove it to myself that I can stay on track I don't have to be like you know out there lifting weights and doing all that anymore but just staying on track with small goals starting off your day with a healthy breakfast. And that's why I was excited to partner with Special K because they're trying to flip the script on ditching the New Year's resolutions Mm -hmm. because usually that happens around this time of January, which is sad because we're not too far into it. And they're going to flip the script and we're going to prove it to ourselves that we can stay motivated. And it's they've got a really great program because you could actually go to proveitday.ca, scan your special case cereal box and and win like some pretty unreal motivational prizes like an exercise bike. You can win free special K for a year. So they're really, uh, they're motivating me over here. That's for sure. And I'm going to help Canadians get motivated too. Uh, and after you and, and Jason um, now recovered, thankfully from, from COVID, how are you feeling? Like take us back to that whole ordeal that you guys had to go through right before Christmas, because as Ross said, the two of you were being so safe the entire time. Yeah, we thought so. I mean, it was crazy because I was in L.A. I was around people, you know, for dancing. We were getting tested every day. And then I came home and I'm being extra cautious. And we didn't go anywhere. We were staying in our own bubble. We had two friends who we would only see that they didn't see anyone. And then one of my girlfriends came into town for a project she was doing in Nashville. And she was being tested every day. She got tested negative, negative, negative. And then we said, okay, well, you can come over if we can see all your negative tests. So we did. And then the day she left, she called and said, I just got my last test result back and it was positive. And Jason and I ended up testing positive as well. And it just goes to show that COVID is just so much bigger than us and we can't control that. Let me ask you something about recovering from COVID because you have recovered from COVID. Mm-hmm. I have not, I have not had COVID. Um, okay. What's the rule with drinking while you're recovering from COVID? Um, I heard that whiskey kills bacteria. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love whiskey. Seriously. Okay. Mm-hmm. What else? What else? What else? Because that's the one thing. I'm, I'm worried a lot about COVID, but I'm like, God, two weeks with no drinking. That's like, that's like adding, like, why don't you throw like gas well, on the fire, man? I, I'm telling you, when you have it, you don't want it. True. But I think I'm all about balance. That's healthy breakfast. And then let's uh, celebrate at night. And uh, when you, when you do something like this, where you do have that kind of you know time, and you're and you're going into the you're going into the new year, everybody's starting fresh. And what we were gifted with first thing in the new year was, of course, a brand new season of The Bachelor. Woo-hoo! How do you think? How do you think Matt's doing? Oh my gosh, I love watching Matt be The Bachelor because he is like a deer in headlights. He does not, <laughs> yeah. you 
know. Like, I don't know if he's ever watched the show before. <laughs> I know he has friends that have been on it, but it's so cute and endearing that he doesn't really like understand the drama that usually happens or like, you can tell he's nervous, but for, for what it is, I think he's actually doing a great job. He's very well-spoken. I think he's very sweet to everybody, maybe a little too sweet. Like, let's get rid of that Victoria gal wow. ASAP. Why? How could yeah, you? She's a queen. A She's the queen. <laughs> you yeah, know, you know what it's like on this show. So that. here, so watching this week's episode, here's what I got out of that show. And you tell me if yeah. this is possibly the case. Is yeah. it possible that Victoria is hated so much and disliked so much by even people on the production? Because it looked like as that episode went on, all the other women got makeup touch-ups except for her. Oh, good. Point. Wow. Oh <laughs> She's like, God. I'm going to use that back in my so next podcast. <laughs> I'm actually so impressed that you saw that. Yeah, you know what? That's a good call. I don't know what's happening. She doesn't seem like the warmest, most friendliest, likable gal in the bunch. So right. uh, I'm not sure. But I keep telling myself, like, I mean, there's always so much editing can do. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, that, that girl just does not seem very nice. Because you're such a big fan of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, the entire franchise. You're from mm-hmm. the franchise. You have your super popular podcast. Are you getting, like, tidbits of information? Or have you ever been leaked information about a current season of anything from the franchise? Yes, but I hate it. I don't want anything to leak to me. I don't want to know Ooh. surprises because I am in a bachelor bracket and that, my friend, is cheating. Oh, oh. interesting. <laughs> so, yes or no, that we're two weeks into the mat season of The Bachelor. Do you have information available to you right now on future episodes? I don't. I actually don't. I get the episodes sent to me um, on Fridays just so I can prepare for uh, podcasting and stuff like that. But I am so um, I am so honest and I can't cheat that I don't watch it until everybody else watches it just because I am in this bracket and I take this very seriously. Okay. Wow. Hey, did you get engaged? Because we we had said that I had said that you were going to get engaged like like a week later. I was wrong. I'm sorry. No, I know. I was like, you know what? You're you're two for one. What I are you? Know. No, one for what are you? I don't know. You got one thing I'm right. One and then one. You yeah, I'm one and I'm one hey, and one. Be honest though, Caitlin, because Roz predicted that like a few days later Jason was gonna propose to you. Did you go and get your nails did? <laughs> I didn't. I okay. did. <laughs> uh, Caitlin Bristow, it's always such a pleasure to have you join us on the Roz and Moga show. Thank you so much. You guys be safe out there and we'll check in with you again real soon. Thanks so much. Good to talk to you guys. Right you on. too. Appreciate Take care. It. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha show podcast. We're already two weeks into the new season of The Bachelor. And one of the hotel employees at the Nemecolon Resort in Pennsylvania, where they film, starting to spill the tea. Oh. But she's not just an employee. She's actually the CEO of the place. Her name is Maggie Hardy Knox. And she said, sometimes there's a lot of hank. Sorry. Sometimes there's some hanky-panky going on where it should not have been. What does that mean? She also said that sex and love is in the air on the 3,000-acre property. There were things going on inside and outside of the hotel all the time. She also said, we actually found a used condom in a tree branch. Okay, hold on a second here. There's only one guy. I know. How much... 
Maybe the crew, people in the crew are hooking up. I don't know. Hell no. No way. Like the production crew? No. What's going on? Inside, outside, condoms and trees. Yeah, dog. No. Mm Mm-hmm. No. This is according. This is the CEO. This is not like a regular employee. This is the CEO of this resort that they're filming or that they did film, The Bachelor, with Matt James this past fall. But like, there's first of all, they're working on like these skeleton crews, right? Like, there's not like it's not like there's 300 people there. It's one guy and 25 women. I know. And she's saying love is in the air, and love there's is in the air, and there's hanky panky happening inside, outside. Mm-hmm unspeakable things, condoms and trees and such. Yeah. Yeah. Right? (laughs) I don't know what else to do. (laughs) Do you. You do you, man. (laughs) Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. I'm getting lost in the comments for this picture that was posted yesterday on Complex's Instagram account. All right. That shows a screen grab from Fox News. Okay. With Donald Trump. And then all the logos of platforms banning or restricting Trump. Oh, I know. <laughs> right? So Facebook, Twitter, we know that. Google. Yeah. Like, yo, you can't Google nothing anymore. Yeah, you can't uh, host anything on Google either. I guess you can't even do like a Google Doc. No. Spotify. Yeah. You got to be real bad if they don't want you listening to music. Dude, he, he's not allowed on Shopify. Yeah. Snapchat, Instagram, Shopify, Reddit, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, and Pinterest. Pinterest. <laughs> like, so some of the comments. His wedding's going to be awful. How do you even plan a wedding? <laughs> there are so many, so many comments. <laughs> We're all like, yo, here comes his OnlyFans. <laughs> do you know how well that would do, though? He'd probably be. He would be the, the highest most paid, successful. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Somebody said, I might make an app just so I can ban him from it. Yeah. Somebody wrote and said, yo, man's can't even listen to music yeah. anymore. Like nobody wants to publicly look at Donald Trump naked, but I think that there's a handful of people that would privately really enjoy looking oh, at Donald yeah. Trump naked. Somebody said, TikTok banned Trump before he could ban TikTok. I know. That was the plan too, right? Somebody wrote, boy can't even Google what to do next. <laughs> Somebody said the United States really had to revoke his phone privileges. <laughs> Another person wrote, how, would he, how will he live without Pinterest? I know. I know. Another person said because of uh, Twitch, the Twitch band, now I can't watch him play Fortnite. <laughs> and another person was like, yo, he really just needs a burner phone. <laughs> but you can't even, uh, for, there were so many, I didn't even read, I didn't read one single tweet, but I cannot tell you the amount of people that changed their tweet avatar to Donald Trump, but it was just Donald Trump with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> he tried tweeting from one of his, I guess, staff's, Twitter accounts, and then they banned that person. Oh, did they really? Yeah. Jeez, he can't even man. tweet as somebody else. And by the way, he's not on LinkedIn. I just checked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, anyway. Exactly. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I want to play this for you. Yeah, please. Some audio from a flight mm-hmm. to D.C. This is like on Tuesday. American Airlines and United have announced that they've banned alcohol on all flights to and from D.C., after what happened on Wednesday. Um, American already wasn't serving booze in its main cabin because of COVID. Mm -hmm. But now it's banned alcohol like everywhere, including first class. Including first class. Including first class. I would not stand for that. On Tuesday, a flight from Utah to D.C. 
Mitt Romney was on oh, yes. that flight, yeah. and people were chanting this. Know what we think! Traitor! 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 So we're all yelling this on this flight, right? Yeah. So this next one. You're going to have a thick skin to get into politics, man. I would never leave the house again. <laughs> so this next one is a flight from Texas yeah. to D.C. Yeah. And things are so wild. I guess this took place on Tuesday or right. early Wednesday. Yeah. So from Texas to D.C., and the whole plane is wild. Okay. Somebody had a tiny projector that they projected on, like, where you would store your um, your carry-on. Yeah. Right? Projected a banner that said Trump 2020. Okay. And people are screaming and yelling, and all this happens. They call Biden a pedophile. They're all yelling at each other. Flight attendants trying to calm everybody down. Flight attendants, hear his name. He just threatened all of us. He just threatened to kill us. He just threatened all of us. Stand up, boy. Stand up. Picture. Let us see what a little antenna looks like. Here's young Tina here. This is wild. These are the guys we came to wipe out. No, that's not how. So what the guy just said was, because he was on his way to the rally. We had someone make a threat against us. And what that guy just said was, these are the guys we came here to wipe out. Oh, God, yeah. I don't know, man. Too many wild people. Yeah. Too many wild too many wild people. So because of this, now American Airlines and no United drinking? have banned alcohol on flights to and from D.C. You ever flown to D.C.? Never. Never. Um, you did, right? Yeah, many times. For whose inauguration? Oh, was it? no, no. I've been to D.C. Because they, they do the Kennedy Center honors there too, right? Oh, right, Which yeah. is sort of like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the arts kind of thing where yeah. they induct people. So I used to cover those every year. I've been to D.C. a whole bunch of times. My first time in D.C., I stayed at the Watergate Hotel. Mm-hmm. Which was real crazy. Who'd you see? Obama? <laughs> no, it no, was way before Obama. Oh, yeah. Clinton? Um, who would it have been? No, it would have been Bush. It was. Oh, it was. Did you guys kick it? Yeah, because well, when when was Obama? When was Obama one? Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Right. Two thousand. Two thousand eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would have. I would have been before. It would have been the year before that, okay. or even two thousand six. I guess it was my first time in D.C. But it was weird flying to D.C. in the early two thousands, like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Um, cause I flew out of Toronto and nine 11 was still sort of prevalent in the way that they organized travel to and from DC mm-hmm. and anywhere else. When you went to the airport, you would go to the ticket counter, you would get your ticket, you would go through, um, immigration, then go through security. Then you would go to your gate. Mm-hmm. But it was weird because when you flew to DC, you went to the ticket counter through immigration, through security, to a completely different part of the airport. Okay. Through more security. There's another security there section was, at the airport? There was, yeah. There was another security checkpoint before you got on a plane to D.C. What do they do there? They ask you questions? No, they, they full you wand you. 
Yeah. They, everybody's bag is open. They take all Rega- your stuff regardless. There wasn't even anything to slide your bag through. It's just you put your bag on a table and they yeah. open it and they went through they, it. Do they empty it? Yeah, they go through everything. Do they put it back? I hate it when they don't. No, put it back. I mean, do they put it back? Like it's not their job to refold your drawers. I know, but right when you're just taking carry on, I know like you meticulously organize things yes. and pack it in Thank a way you. so it all fits, bro. I'm telling you, and then I stress when I'm on the flight. Yeah. I I've done I that, that. I, you know, and it makes you know what it makes you want to do. What? It makes you want to for that one day before you get on a flight to just wear five pairs of underpants. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Because the, the 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 first pair are just going to be your daily pair. The other pair aren't going to get too dirty. No. And you just take them off when That's you get the to the hotel. The That's pair. the rest of the week, right? <laughs> I, know. I know. It's so uncomfortable, though. It's so uncomfortable when somebody goes through you. It wants oh. to go through that uncomfortable. And especially that, because when you get through security and they don't look through your bag, you have a sigh of relief. You're like, all right, I made it. Yeah. And then you would go to this other part flying to D.C. and they would go through everything. Like, and I mean, like, if you were like, you know, you sometimes when you're alone on vacation, you bring secrets. Sure. <laughs> right? You know, uh, Maury, there we go, buddy. There we go. There we go. <laughs> hey, Maury, you ever been to D.C.? No, he has yeah. not. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Anybody in this room into Pokemon back in the day? No. No. I was yeah. too old for Pokemon. It was a little like Pokemon came out when I was too old for Pokemon. Mm. Yeah, Maury? I remember it in high school. No, but the question is, were you ever into it? Yes, I was. Oh. Do you have any of the cards? Not anymore. Oh. So... I don't even know how to play Pokemon, to be honest with you. A 1999 Pokemon first edition complete set of 103 cards are going up for auction. And is expected to to fetch upwards of $750,000. Jesus. That's 103 cards. How did you explain? Can you finish that? And then I need you to explain Pokemon to me. No, I was going to say that people have been trading and buying these cards like crazy. Um, YouTube douchebag Logan Paul last oh, year geez. bought one card, one single card for 150,000 bucks. Really? Yeah. One single card. So how did you play Pokemon. Like I know Pokemon, my my the most of my knowledge for Pokemon yeah. is the Pokemon Go game that everybody was playing on their phone. Like oh, I yeah. I have no idea how to play. Oh, yeah. Dude, they have so many different versions of the video game. No, they no, have, no. Like, the, the original no. game with the cards. I, think I, it was I just don't based know. On... I don't know what you did. I know Pokemon existed, yes. and I know that people played. Yes, but I don't know what you did with those cards in order to play somebody or to win or whatever it was from my understanding because my sisters had the pokemon cards growing up but didn't like continue with the fascination or didn't continue the way other people did right where it became part of their lives but and feel free to text a 925 if i'm wrong on this or to help explain a little bit more but i believe certain characters had a certain level of power that when you play against one another, like you place one card down, I place one card down, mm-hmm. whichever one had more power or more points mm-hmm. assigned to that character is the more dominant. Okay. Again, so, I could be wrong. Okay. See, I remember it is if you had a higher powered card than me I uh, and you needed a card that I had, we could trade cards. It was like... 
Oh, you have this, I have oh, this. Oh, so you could trade. lose your Pokemon cards. That's right. That's how oh, I recall interesting. It. And who upholds those rules in a game where... What do you mean by upholds? Like if it's uh, yourself. If you, if I, I guess have, the rules have been set. Rules are rules. Yeah. It's kind of, I guess, Dungeons and Dragons. Like the rules are there. Yeah, but... Which, my, by the way, was awesome. I can't, I can't imagine... What would your dad have done, Mocha, if he bought you Pokemon cards and you went yeah. to school and lost them all playing Pokemon? I would probably come home <laughs> and get the biggest ass whooping of my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. Like right? I played I played a lot my of My dad would be like, How do I work three jobs? Yeah. To support this family. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There was an episode like, of Everybody Loves Raymond where the girl needed a, a Pokemon card and it cost $400. Yeah. So Raymond Man. goes out and finds this card and negotiates and buys the card for $400, brings it home, gives it to his daughter. He's so proud. She folds it, puts it in her pocket. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> See, I never, like, I, I played a lot of games where, you know, you risked a lot of things, but... I never lost anything. I lost my dignity, but I never lost. <laughs> I never lost like anything. I didn't lose my stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, 1999 first edition Pokemon, 103 card set Jesus. going up for auction. Expected to get uh, $750,000. By the way, the opening bid mm -hmm. is like 125K. That's just your Why? opening you say that bid. Like it's Sorry. Not a deal. Sorry, not opening bid. Your minimum bid. Minimum bid. bid. Minimum yeah. bid is $125,000. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, Bobby, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show, man. What do you want to say? Um, well, I wanted to say that I had a theory. Uh, I've been binging to the podcast quite a bit now. Um, I kind of caught up within two months. Wow. Two and a half months. Wow. So all, all, the, all the podcast episodes? Uh, well, I'm at uh, around the April mark right now of okay. uh, last year. Oh, okay. You got to, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I did, I did quite a bit. Um, it's, I, I listen to it at work, so that's that's all I do, uh, eight hours a day. And, wow. Thank uh, you. Even at home. Um, but I had a theory. Uh, I know you guys are big Star Wars fans, but I had a theory about Maury. Okay. Um, are, you guys are aware of uh, Jar Jar Binks, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you aware of the theory that they say that Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've heard that dumb theory before. Yeah. I, I know it's a pretty dumb theory, but when you look at it and you see all of the controlled chaos that Jar Jar Binks is capable of. Right. And it still works out in his favor. Sure. I feel like Maury is that Jar Jar Binks on your show. Maury's a Sith Lord? Maury is a <laughs> Sith Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Maury, come in here. Are you a Sith Lord? Answer the man once and for all. Are you a Sith well, Lord? Even, even when he does his Yoda voice. Does it not sound like Jar Jar Binks? Ooh, since I am. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what he's talking about at all more? No. No. I assumed he had a lisp, and that's why he was saying Sith. <laughs> okay, so do, oh, but well, do, do, I, you, do I, you, I, you understand I, what he's saying, though? Like, No. No. Okay, do you want to explain it to Maury again? Okay, so Jar Jar Binks is a character that they introduced... The new, you don't, uh, you don't have to go that deep. Like, just, okay. like, all right, all right, okay, all right. okay. We you, don't need well, another history. Jar Jar Binks is just a character <laughs> that's right. kind of a goof yes. on the show, on the movies, and, but he's, and everything he does, he's a goof. Right. Much like right. yourself. You know, no, no, uh, you know, I'm not saying that you, in a, in a bad way, but, you know, you're a goof. <laughs> <Okay>. um, but, <laughs> um, but everything he does, he does wrong, but it sometimes, it always works out in his favor. Right. And even the way he talks, it sounds like you're Yoda. When you do your Yoda on the show, 
it sounds exactly like Jar Jar Binks than it does Yoda. Do you still do you understand what he's saying yet, Maury? I'm just trying to figure out, like, so, um, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, Bobby. Yeah, no problem, guys. Have a good day. Later, Later. Homie. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I'm reading this thing on Reddit right now that somebody in Vancouver posted. How many of you want to stop shaking hands entirely, even post-COVID? To me, shaking hands is disgusting. Hands are the dirtiest thing on the body. Hands are one of the top vectors of common cold and flu. And I have always hated it, especially at dinners out. Someone new shows up, shake their dirty hands. Okay, now I got to go wash my hands. No, I'll still shake hands. Will you? Yeah. I don't know. But it's going to be weird because what if I want to shake somebody's hand and then they do that thing of like, no, I don't shake. Like, I don't want, maybe I won't shake people's hands because I don't want to be inside that awkwardness. I don't want to have those moments with people. Then you're also retiring the saying, let's shake on it. Yeah, I know. But you can just like shake your bodies. Like that might take off. <laughs> Could you imagine? Right? That's the new Somebody contract. Says, hey, let's yeah. shake on it. Yeah. And you just do a shimmy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like why not? Why not do that? Right. And if you're not shaking, does that then, I guess, go away the pinky swear? Does that then go away to pinky swear? Yeah, that's what I said. Jesus. Yeah, that, I think that that's right up there with it. High fives, everything, right? You can still yeah. slap each other on the butt, though. Because there's clothing involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably safer. Yeah. I would actually feel more comfortable with a slap on the butt than, really, a, yeah. than a handshake. Yeah. Really? What if yeah. we just ran our fingers through each other's hair as a way to make a deal? <laughs> at the same time, at the same time, like simultaneously, like you extend your hand, I extend my hand, and I just f- f- run my hand through your hair as you run your hand through my hair. No, because we're so too close. You get a little massage, and like while well, we're at it, no. Okay, how about this? Yeah, I would do that if you. We would have to face away from one another. Okay, and then and then do what? No, like sorry. So I'd have I have to would like be reach fa- around. No, 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 no. Oh. not at the same time. So I, you would. <laughs> Your back would be to my front, and then okay. I run my hand through your hair, yeah. and then I turn, yeah. and then you turn, so my back is to your front. Right. So then that way we're not breathing in each other's right. space. Okay, why don't we then just, why don't we, why don't we stand back to back and then just rub backs? <laughs> Maybe that's the new greeting where you just. <laughs> okay, side to side or up yeah. and down? What's that? Like just in like circles, like you just like. <laughs> Hold on. We'll have each other. Yeah. 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 Like this. Like that. Yeah. Imagine that's me. Like this? No, no. Do like circles. Like, 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 yeah. Like that. Yeah. Like we do circles. Like clockwise. Yeah. Clockwise. And I go, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like, yeah. You know, I'm not going to lie, guys. Yeah. It feels nice. Yeah. And then you turn around, you face each other, and you go, deal. (laughs) Right? So what are people saying? Are people not going to shake hands anymore on there? Yeah, a lot of people were saying that hands are disgusting and like all these facts about germs and stuff like that. But like yeah. these are all facts that we have known about forever. Right. But I guess it's just it's a it's a different time now. Oh, feet. No, because then you got they tried to remember that they wanted that to take off where you just like touch feet when you when you greet somebody oh, like, like foot, shoot it like shoot bump, a shoe yeah. foot bump. That's uh, no, I ain't got the balance for that kind of game. Or rub noses? No, Maury. What Maury. We're not touching faces, man. That's the whole thing. Hey, I'm just brainstorming. No, that's not brainstorming. That's not listening. And I don't mean just not listening to us, but you're not listening to the medical community. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I was just reading an article on the potential of another polar vortex. Another one. What was the last one we had? Um, not that long ago. I don't think. A few years ago, when the ground shook. 
Yeah. So. Face, oh, was that across the country? Or that yeah, was no, just it's, like it's all, no, it's all it's across the country. Right? Yeah, but mm. different parts of the country get it in different ways. Yeah. But, um, I bet Calgary gets it the worst. Yeah. So January a sudden... Freezing up there. What's that? January 2019. Yeah, January 2019. Yeah. It was the last major polar vortex. A sudden warming event above the North Pole has the potential to force a polar vortex towards Canada, bringing bitterly cold temperatures and heavy snow. This is according to Environment Canada's uh, Dave Phillips. Well, we always get... He said cold it won't. Snow. He said no, but he said it won't just make it cold; it makes it face-numbingly cold, like mm. extreme cold. Not just cold, but like extreme cold. I'm suspect of this. Why? I'll tell you why. Twenty-two people died in the last one. Yeah. Here's why I'm suspect of this. Yeah. Because I think this is a scare tactic to keep people indoors, keep uh, people inside. You think the weather guys are now in on this? Yeah. I think the government has exhausted all options. Yeah, okay, hold on. To have now. people hold on hold stay on. indoors and stop the spread of COVID nineteen. Okay. So they've gone to the weather experts and say, okay. "What kind of stuff can we say?" Hold on now. Hold on. To now. get people scared enough okay. to stay indoors. But, but hold on. Hold on. Yeah. In order for this to work. Yeah. They would actually have to create a polar vortex. Yeah. You can't just have people say that there might be a polar vortex because if you're at home and then somebody says there's a polar vortex mm-hmm. and then you go outside and it's like minus two, you're going to realize that they're lying. Yeah. So in order for this to work, they would have to create a polar vortex. So you now you're on the you're in the camp of that the governments control the weather. Yeah, they're, they've been working on it. At the same time, they were working on the vaccine. You know, you're not alone in this, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So they've what, been working on it. They've been working on it, and now that they now they can control polar vortexes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd that happen? Um, with uh, <laughs> <laughs> machines. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. And you know those yeah. giant windmills? Yeah. Those ones that look hold like on airplane propellers. Now, now you are in. Okay, so hold on here. So not only you have just jumped deep into like two massive conspiracies here. Mm-hmm. So one, you're saying that the government controls the weather. Yes. And two, you are no, now, no, 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 not all weather, just a polar vortex. But they have the potential to control all weather, though, if they wanted to. Okay. And now you're saying that the wind turbines are bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that they're actually contributing to this. Not that all that, of them. Some of them. Okay. How do you feel about chemtrails? Don't even get me started. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Mackenzie. It's Roz and Mocha. Hi. So, what's happening with you? Um, I'm honestly just really tired of being my boyfriend's mother, and I'm constantly doing everything for him. Oh, uh, Mackenzie Rose says, Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. You just recently moved in with your boyfriend. He was very comfortable living at his mother's because she would do everything for him, including the dishes, the laundry, the cooking, the cleaning, and even taking care of his dog. Now all these responsibilities are on me and I didn't sign up to be his mother. I'm doing all these same things his mother did for him and it's been going on for a month now and I'm exhausted. I don't know how to transition him from having his mom do everything for him to now have him take the initiative to do things himself without dumping it all on me. Damn, Mackenzie. How old are you guys? Uh, so I'm 20. He's 23. Okay. Does he recognize the, the issue? Um, I don't think so, honestly. I think that 
he just thinks that it should all be done by the time he gets home from work. Okay. Have you had a conversation about this? Like somewhat. I keep telling him, like, I need help. I need help around the house. Like, I'm doing a lot. I have school. I'm still really busy, and I just need some help. That's all. And what's his response? He's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then he's like, but just remember, I work full time, too. So Yeah, so... This happens more often than I think that you might even realize. I know it's it's very much a huge part of your world because you're living it. But mothers raising sons to sort of be helpless when they are released into the world is a very common thing mm-hmm. that happens. Very common. And they don't even know it's happening. Like when guys don't do those things that they're supposed to do. Like when you finish with the dish, you take the dish into the kitchen, you rinse it, and you put it in the dishwasher, right? Mm-hmm. That's It's instinctual. Yeah. Like you should just do that. But when that is not part of your DNA, because somebody has done that for you every single time you finished a meal in your entire life, that's not so much their fault as it is they weren't trained to do it. Mm-hmm. They don't even know they left the dish on the counter because yeah. they get up from the table, go to the bathroom and come back and the dish is just gone. Right. Like that's the that that, that you need to have a conversation. I think that the conversation needs to be somewhere around. He needs to acknowledge that as wonderful and caring as his mother was, uh, she sort of ruined him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mackenzie, after dinner. When you guys are sitting there, what happens? Like once you're finished your meal, he finishes his meal. Who's the first one to get up from the table and what happens? So he will get up. He will take his dish over Uh and then he'll go sit on the couch. He'll take it over where? Leave it in the sink or he'll just put it on the counter? On the counter. Like just his, not yours. Yes. He won't even pick mine up. Even if yours is like completely empty. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Have uh, you ever said anything like, hey man, how about my plate? Or why don't you like. Give that a quick rinse. Yep, I asked him. He's like, "Oh well, sorry." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because and he's I, just not used to it, right? No. <laughs> but I, but I get it. I I know I know what this is like. It's like everywhere he goes, there's mini destruction left behind. Yeah. Where it doesn't matter what he does, there's evidence of the thing he just mm. did because he refuses to clean it up. Right, and I just don't want to make it seem like I'm nagging him all the time too. No, because then this is not what he wants, right? Like he, he's used to living in a house with a woman who just does all of this stuff. But I think that the conversation needs to be that, um, you are as wonderful as his mom is and as wonderful as, as much as he loves her, everything else, you are not his mother. And there are things that his mother did for him that you cannot do because the relationship will not last even if he doesn't say the words, him just getting up and doing that, him getting up and taking his own dish in and not yours, him leaving behind stuff everywhere, socks on the floor, whatever it is. Uh, he's not asking you outright to be his mother. What it's even worse because you're expected to just mother him at that point. And, yeah. and, and it's the expectation that's put on you from him silently that is going to destroy your relationship. And I think that you have to be that blunt. I think that you have to say this ends today or this will not work. Okay. Has he ever helped you like with just like basic cleaning of your place? Yeah. He goes through like these moments where he'll like go and help out. Yeah. And then the next day he's just right back. But like, but, but like, but like help out because you asked him to help out. 
No, like one time, like I had gone to bed early and I woke up the next morning and some of the dishes were done. One time. Some, one time. And, and yeah. some of the dishes. <laughs> one time. This one time I went to bed and I woke up and he did some of the dishes. But why not all the dishes? Well, yeah, he leaves the nasty one from cooking. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So this is, yeah. You have to, you have to be straight up with him and say, man, yeah. listen, I love you. You know, we decided to move in together because we got a real great thing going here. But goddamn, I am not your mother. And yeah. the way that you walk around this place and expect me to do the things that your mother did for you, God bless the woman, but that ain't me. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm, I can't do it. And this relationship will not last if you're expecting me to mother you. Okay. All right, Mackenzie. All right. Thanks so much. And then he's going to go, what I do? <laughs> right? Oh yeah. <laughs> right. What, what I do? Like that. He's going to do all that stuff and you just got to stand strong. Right. And you have to and you have to go at somebody with specifics. And instead of saying, I hate it when you do this, I hate it when you do this. You're always doing this. Uh, Come at it from a point after you're blunt, but compassionate with them over that. This will destroy the relationship. Uh, Start. Don't use words like I hate it when or I wish you wouldn't flip it sort of and make it a little bit more positive sounding and say, you know, I would love it if you that one time you did this thing was really awesome. Do more of that. All right. All right, Mackenzie. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, guys. You got All some right. dishes on the counter. Go take care of those things. <laughs> I actually do. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I was just wow. kidding. <laughs> much love. Take care. All right. Bye. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. Yo, what the hell is going on with Azealia Banks? Oh. Did you see this story? Yeah. And I, mm, I saw the story yesterday and I didn't want to send it to you. <laughs> or bring it to your attention. Why? Because of your love of cats. Oh, yeah, but I... Uh, I was trying to be sensitive. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate that. But it, I mean, it doesn't... And I was kind of hoping that you wouldn't see it. Oh. And I didn't want to say anything to bring any attention to the name because I didn't want you to go searching for the story. No, 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 no. So I guess Azealia Banks, to sort of give this context, I guess maybe she's like into witchery and stuff and she's previously admitted to being a witch and her interest in magic she said came from her mother and in 2016 she shared like a super bizarre instagram video showing herself cleaning out a cupboard after three years of apparently sacrificing chickens (laughs) yeah so she goes on and does a series of videos where she had a cat and I guess the cat like the cat died and she really liked the cat. And then she wanted to, she buried the cat in the backyard and then she wanted to build an altar for the cat. And then, so she shows a bunch of videos of her and a friend going in the backyard and like digging up the cat with her hands, yeah, like in the dirt with her hands and like pulling out the bag and then cleans it all up. And then you just see like in a bucket, like on the shelf, there's a bottle of champagne a bottle of Chanel number no. five perfume and like the skull of her dead cat, but she put all the process of it on social media, which of I don't how understand. she got from how she got from ground to skull. I don't understand how that was allowed to be on social media for as long as it. Well, I don't know. As Here's, long as it's been there. Well, I don't know if that constitutes the cruelty to animals standard rules. I don't know because the cat was dead. I know, but still, like it was pretty graphic, right? The cat was like, I, I don't, I know, I don't, I don't know, but I had no idea. Like, who's who the hell is into witchery 
in uh, 2021. I don't know. Who, I don't know, who man. Who the hell? I have no idea. That's not my world. Who, I don't. And how do you, like, you get to certain heights in this world, and Azealia Banks is a name. Mm-hmm. She's got fans. She's got a platform. And you're, like, you're a witch digging up your dead cat and building an altar with champagne and Chanel and boiling and oh, chickens. Yeah. And, oh. like, how do you get, like, I don't understand how somebody, like, I, we all have our things. Mm-hmm. We all have our things. I get it, right? I really do. We all have our things. But I don't know how you get to the point of where Azealia Banks is with people in your inner circle where you now have managers and publicists and you have obligations and you have all this stuff. I don't know how you can still go home and people don't tell you maybe don't keep a cupboard full of sacrificed chickens for three years. Like, I just, I don't know how that happens. Because she probably tells them all, like, yo, I'm a witch. I can't, I I can do this. But you're a witch, though. (laughs) You're a witch. That's like another level. Like, that's... Seriously. I know. You have, you know, you got people that believe in aliens. I get it. You got people that believe in ghosts. I get it. You got flat earthers. Absolutely. Right? And then you have Azalea Banks. Witches. Actual, like... Claims to be a witch. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's a wild world, man. (laughs) Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Alan returned yesterday for her first show back uh, since one, the holidays, and two, since getting over coronavirus. Oh, right. Yeah, Yeah. I forgot you got it. Yeah. There's always been so much negative news surrounding Alan that I just stopped paying attention. Yes. Uh, so this is Ellen uh, talking to her audience about what that experience was like dealing with COVID. Happy New Year. This is our first uh, show back in 2021. And uh, so, yay. We're hey, here. Real audience? Uh, yeah, so I tested positive oh, before the holidays. Uh, I'm all I'm fine now. Everything's good. I'm all clear. Um, I want to thank everyone who reached out with kind words of support. This is what happened, you guys. I was getting ready to tape the show that you were going to be here for. And I was in hair and makeup and uh, getting my face powdered and my extensions put in. And, um, and then uh, my assistant, Craig, walks in and said, you tested positive for COVID. <sighs> And then everyone around me ran away. It's funny. People just really <laughs> get scared and they ran. Some have not come back since. Anyway, so then uh, I went home. Obviously, uh, I had to quarantine. And Portia made me sleep in a different room on a different bed because she wanted the race car bed all to herself. And um, so uh, I slept for like the first three days. This is my experience with COVID. The first three days, I, I slept for 16 hours a day. And, uh, and then like on the fourth day, I woke up with back spasms. And I thought I had pulled a muscle uh, or slept weird because I was in a different bed. Um, and, but it just persisted. And so the doctor put me on pain pills and muscle relaxers. Jackpot. Finally, this thing is paying off. There you go. Mm. I'll tell you, with COVID, one of the side effects that I think is the most... I mean, there's a lot of things that are terrifying about COVID. Yeah. But the loss of taste is oh, the one that frightens me. Because some people don't get it back. Yeah. Or it takes a really long time or t- or it takes they get a, it back. Yeah. Or it takes a really, really, really long time. I know. Because then yeah. it just ruins everything, literally everything. Are you set up at home? Like what? Like like what? Like have you and have you and Jenna talked about this? Like do you have a mm-hmm. separate bed you can go and sleep in? Yeah, you do, huh? Room. Yeah, you set do? up and everything. See, I don't have that. I don't. Yeah, if I, because I would really be the only one at risk because my family's yeah. at home and the only time I leave the house yeah. is to come to work. Like, would you like just go, like what do you do? Go in the basement or something like that? Like if 
If you had the quarantine, uh, if you had the quarantine if at home, if I had to quarantine at home, no, I would go because the basement to get from the main level to the basement, there's it's not like a, um, a closed off space. Right, right, right. It's right, still a little right. bit open for you to go down the stairs into the basement. Yeah. So I would have to go to another room where yes. I could close the door. But it's you only really you don't hear a lot of the the sort of regular folk their stories of how they dealt with it at home. You only hear people like Ellen and everything else where they just yeah. casually say, I had to sleep in the guest room for two weeks. Yeah, but well, your that, guest room is like a thousand square but feet. But also, that is not a reality for many. Like, what would you do, no, Maury? For sure. Well, I'm used to sleeping on the couch anyway. Fair so enough. Much fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Aaron. It's Roz and Mocha. Hi. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. So, what is your situation? So, uh, how do I get my friends to start listening to the role of COVID and stop asking me to hang out? Yeah, you wrote this. Uh, Dear Razumoka, fix my life. I'm a healthcare worker and I have friends that are still asking to hang out and go on trips during lockdown. I usually tell them that I'm not comfortable with it, uh, but it's frustrating to me and they continue doing these things even when they see how busy and drained I am. How do I get through to my friends and tell them to respect the rules because it is direct directly affecting me and my life on both sides. Um, so the I think the answer is this. If they don't get it by now, I don't know if they will. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking as well. Because you don't want to seem <laughs> I mean, like a type that's always preaching to them, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been telling them reasons why. And you, you kind of think that people are getting it now through the news and what's been happening in the world. But I think they want me to feel included, which is another thing. Um, so I, I just continue to say no to them, but it's, yeah. it's hard to watch. How old? Are, what, what age group are they in? So we're we're early thirties. So we are the offending age group. Okay. <laughs> so when you say doing things, like like give us some examples of things that they're doing that go against COVID rules. So they're like hanging out for games nights, um, wanting to get together for New Year's Eve, wanting to get together for kind of dinners, that kind of thing. And how huh. how big is this group we're talking? How many friends? Um, it can get up to people yeah okay and in conversation just general conversation not you saying hey i don't want to hang out because of covid and because i'm a healthcare worker and because i see what's happening in the hospitals mm -hmm. what is their kind of general feeling around what's happening in the world right now so they they get it they understand the state of the world i think they just kind of think we're all the exception to the rule we should all you know if we're careful then it's okay but mm -hmm. if everybody said that then where would we be really right so yeah because what I've heard, too, is that people are, they just feel like, oh, well, if I get it, I'm just going to get sick. I'll quarantine for my 14 days and then I'll yeah. get better mm -hmm. and move yeah, on with my exactly life. It. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. But there are a lot of examples of that being fine. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, that's the problem. Yeah. Is, that's the problem is that when you're in your early 30s and you're healthy and there are people who have legitimately gone through hell and lost their lives with COVID. We all know that. But the vast majority of people in your demographic get COVID and you recover. No problem. Yes. Uh, yes. And so that is not an encouraging thing when you weigh it against your other options. Like when you are in your early 30s and you're healthy and your options are you live alone and what you're not going to see somebody for six months, eight months, a year, or you're going to say, let's just not be crazy 
Um, but why don't the six of us just hang out whenever we can? And if one of us gets it, you just go home for 14 days. And then other than that, we're just going to sort of do our best to avoid it. But we're still going to live our lives. That's a hard thing to convince somebody to not do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that is kind of where they're coming from. However, if I get sick, it's kind of a, a major impact to the healthcare system. And that's kind of what it's hard for me. Um, and it's hard to get across to them as well. Yeah, but you can't, so you just can't go. Yeah. That's the that's the thing. Yeah. And, and so, like, if you're not there, you can tell them that it's not a great idea that they, that they all hang out. But if you're not there, then you're not at risk. And they're just going to continue to live their lives. True. I'm just, I also feel like they're my friends. I care about them. I don't want anything to happen to them as well. So it, it almost gives me like a little bit of anxiety to, to see them hang out and to worry about them and I'm not there. So Yeah, but Aaron, here's the thing. We're almost at a year now in this pandemic and if after all this time with all the information that we have access to now and everything that we've learned, if they're still not wanting to follow protocol the way you would hope, then they're not going to do it at all. Yes, you're right. And that's where I'm at at this point. And the only thing you can do is every single time they invite you out, you can just opt to not show up. And if they ask you why, I'm sure by now, asking you so many times and you declining so many times, they already know why, then that's that's on them. Like, let them let them do their thing. You do your thing. You keep working. Uh, and you keep trying to keep yourself safe. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's pretty much all I have to do. Nobody's hanging out at a dinner party. Like, none of your friends are hanging out at a dinner party going, you know, why I didn't know we're not supposed to do this. What? (laughs) Like everybody knows everybody has all this. Everybody has all the information. They all know there's nothing you can tell them that they don't already know. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's, I mean, it's a hard time. It's a weird time and, and we're just have to, we're going to have to get through it and everybody has to make their own choices and, and I respect their choices and, and eventually it'll be over. Aaron, I think you already knew the answer. You just needed somebody to vent to. Pretty much. (laughs) Which is totally fine. Totally good with that. I appreciate you guys for listening. Of course. We're always here to listen to you, and uh, I'm glad we had this conversation. (laughs) Thank you so much. Hey, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, geez. (laughs) I knew this was coming. Um, Well, first of all, I just want to say I listen to you guys throughout the whole pandemic, and you've been a little bit of light in my day every day, so thank you so much for that. Um, I'm going to go with Mocha just because you're so positive and cheery every day and it really it really just makes my day but i love ross too and i love maury as well so she already said me um (laughs) no but some people no no but you know some people go like they just say at the end when they've like they change their mind i know it's like it's like at the uh at the end of the bachelor bachelorette when there's two left (laughs) thank you and either the guy or the girl they're like bigging up the other person and you think that they're gonna propose or get asked to propose to and then no ring and then it's like oh sorry but we have to say goodbye at this point can i walk you to the car (laughs) yeah i know don't okay thanks Sorry, okay. I didn't mean to rub it in. Yeah, Sorry, wow, Ross. Wow, that really, like, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have to say all of that. <laughs> thank you, Aaron. Much love to you. And also as a healthcare worker, a thank you for everything that you've been doing throughout this entire this entire ordeal that we're all going through. Oh, no problem. I'm going to continue to go in every day. And you guys stay safe. I uh, hope you, your family stays safe as well. Thank you so much. You much love, it. Aaron. Take care. Okay, take care. Bye. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. I had a story on dog names that I wanted to do with you right here. Oh, okay. Oh, because I, I, because I guess one of the dog names is also a really popular human name this year. Oh, really? Yeah, Luna. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
right. Yeah, the most popular name for female dogs last year was Luna. Hmm. And according to a new study, Luna is also becoming a popular name for humans. It was the 18th most popular name for a baby girl last year. Did not know that. Yeah. Oh, wait. Who named their kid Luna? Was it um, John... John Legend, Chrissy Teigen. John Legend, yeah, yeah. Chrissy yeah, Teigen, right? Yeah. They named their kid Luna. Okay, so your dog's name. name is Tig, which is a very unique name. You got that from... Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. Now, this was before we named our dog, like, early on in the Sons of Anarchy show. So right. this was before we learned how much of, like, a weirdo and pervert the character oh that see that's the unfortunate thing about going that way right so i didn't watch that show so i don't know so you guys got real weird man you got real weird and and you guys already had named your dog tig yeah it was too late oh god that's too bad Jeez, man. Uh, I have three cats. Mm-hmm. My cats are um, Pickles, Fig, and Moo Moo. Mm-hmm. How do you guys come up with the names anyway? Uh, we, all of our cats used to be named after foods that I didn't particularly like. Right. Okay. So we had, <laughs> but all of our cats were named after foods, right? Yeah. So in the house, we had Pickles, um, we had Beans, we had Weenie, and then Fig is also a food and then um and then the other cat that we had that died her name was coco but not spelled the right way but still sort of a food and then when Moo came around we had a family meeting between Catherine, roxy and i like where we each picked our number ones and then we had a family meeting down in in like on Rox's bed where we went through and we had to do three votes to two votes and one vote to whatever oh, wow. and then we all landed on Moo. but that's when we thought Moo was a girl and then when we brought Mumu to the vet, they were like, no, your girl is a boy. And we were like, well, do we change his name no. now? And we were like, no. Yeah, Mumu's a great name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there. Uh, Maury, your dog is? Andy Monroe. Andy Monroe. Named Na- after Andy Warhol and Marilyn Monroe. Thank you. So the most popular female dog's name, female dog names of last year mm-hmm. uh, were Luna, as we said, number one, uh, Daisy, Bella, Lucy, Penny, Stella, Lola, Piper, and Ruby, and Willow. Oh, okay. Now I the, can see that. The most popular... Uh, Catherine's mom has two dogs, and I think both of their names are on this list. This is a dog I met in our neighborhood named Penny. Yeah. I mean, the dog didn't tell me her name, but yeah. it was like the owner. That's that's Catherine's mom's dog named Penny. Yeah? And then the other one's Lola. Both on this list. Oh, okay. Uh, the 10 most popular boy dog names. Uh, what do you think number one on the list is? Is it something generic like Rex? Um, no. How about Charlie? Uh, Charlie is on the list, 100%. When you're around the dog park, when you hear people yelling at their dogs, what kind of names do you hear? Like Spike? Spike. <laughs> no. Truffle? Uh, truffle? Truffle? What busy <laughs> dog park do you go to? <laughs> what dog park are you hanging out in? There's a dog in my building <laughs> named Truffle. <laughs> Bougie yeah. dog that, park. That's a rich dog name. Right? <laughs> What do you think? Like I, and here's my thing, okay? Is I had two, uh, we had two cats that I named after food, right? Yeah. Beans and Weenie. Uh-huh. Maury's dog park, the bougie dog park. What is it? Truffle and caviar, right? Two dog names. Uh, no, okay. So the popular boy dog names: uh, Moose, Loki, Whoa, Loki, right? Max, right. Bear, Ollie, Tucker, Charlie, Finn, Milo, and Cooper. Nice, Cooper. Not caviar. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, did you see this uh, Anne Hathaway clip? No. It's really wild. She was on with Fallon talking about um, 
her name. And well, like Hathaway? No, Anne. Oh. And how she doesn't want people to call her Anne. And what? nobody does call her Anne. That's her name. No, it's not. But how she credited in movies? Well, we all say Anne, but yeah. listen to Anne Hathaway explain it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard people call you Annie, like your good friends. Do I call you Anne or Annie? Call me Annie. Yeah. Call everybody, everybody, call me Annie, please. It's. Can we talk about my name for a second? Yeah. Cool. I'd love to. <laughs> oh, okay. Please, can, can we, can we, can we, can we really get, let's spill the tea. Yeah. I so wanna... I, you know, when I was 14 years old, I did a commercial and I, and I, and I had to get my SAG card and uh, they asked me, what do you want your name to be? And I'm like, well, it should be my name. My name's Anne Hathaway. Like, and, and I never, and, and so that seemed like the right choice, but it never occurred to me that for the rest of my life, people would call me Anne. The only person who ever calls me Anne is my mother, and she only does it when she's really mad at me, like really mad. Yeah, I know. And that. so I, every time, like I step out in public and someone calls my name, I think they're going to yell at me. Yeah, yeah. And so I people call I me like Miss Annie. H. People call me Hath. So feel free, call me anything but Anne. <laughs> but why wouldn't she say anything beforehand? Yeah, I don't know. Like all these know, years that, that we've sometimes. known her as Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Right? Every single interview she's ever done, she's never said anything. No. Right? Like, so many opportunities she's had to explain to the rest of us, hey, by the way, it's Annie and not Anne. Right. Anne, I gotta ask you this. How did you come up with the witch's voice? Please say hello to Anne Hathaway. Hi, Anne. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Anne Hathaway. Oh, Anne. Please welcome back to the show, Anne Hathaway, everyone. And the Oscar goes to... She's probably sitting there saying, say Annie, say Annie. Miss Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Right? Like so many examples. But nobody wants to do that, though. Nobody wants to be the person that says, actually, it's Annie. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to do that. And you're forever correcting. And But now say it now? Right, like now you say, yeah, sure, I, I know, Annie? yeah, yeah, I know, it's wild, but but I but you, you when you interview people that have worked with Anne Hathaway, it's interesting because if you sit down and talk to say George Clooney, uh-huh. if he's referring to her, he will only ever say Annie. And I just always just assumed that it was oh. like that it was like a cute thing that people because who are super friends. tight and they're yeah. friends. And I never I never once assumed that it was because that's what she preferred. Like up until today, who plays Wonder Woman? Gal Gadot. Right. Yeah. Up until today, because I just watched that trailer that Netflix released of all the movies that they're releasing every single week for the year. Right. And it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. Wonder Woman. Yes. And Ryan Reynolds right at the very, very beginning. And they all introduce themselves because they're in that movie that the Rock's production company is putting together for Netflix. Right. And she says, I'm Gal Gadot. Really? Yeah. No. She does. No. Yes. Does she really? And I always thought it was Gal Gadot. Although, because of the way it's spelled, I have to remember, if we ever talk to her, not to say it. Because I always, I always refer to her as Gyal. Gyal? <laughs> yeah, Gyal. Yeah. Even though there's no Y. Gyal. Even, even though there's no Y in the name, it's G-A-L, like Gyal. Yo, Gyal. Can you find that, where yes. she says that? Yeah, absolutely. Gyal Gadot. No, she doesn't say that. Oh. <laughs> it's very similar to, I guess, AJ McLean and AJ McLean. Exactly. Why didn't he correct people all those years? Yeah, I don't know. 
That's a great example because we were all blown away. That was like only a couple of months ago we all found okay, that. Because our Dancing with the Stars, yeah. the announcer was saying it's, McLean. Okay, hold on a second here. Hold on, I got to hear this. Okay. Gal Gadot. Yeah, listen. Hello, world. Gal Gadot is here. And See, hello, is your girl Gal Gadot is here? Hello, world. Gal Gadot is here. And See? What does she say, though? What hello, she... world. Gal Gadot is hey, here. Hey, world. No, hello, world. Hello, world. Gal Gadot is here. Hello, world. It's Gal, Gal Gadot is here. It's Hello world, Gal Gadot is here. Yeah, see? Hello Gal, world, Gal, Gal Gadot is here. Hello world, Gal Gadot is here. And Hello world, Gal Gadot is here. Hold on, there has to be some other piece of tape where she pronounces her name other than that. Like Gal Gadot? No, she has to. There has to have been something else where she's no. doing Listen. like a... You know what it's going to be? It's going to be on like a Vogue thing or like an Architectural Digest thing where she's doing like a house tour or something like that. And she wants to sound fancy? Where, no, no, where she says her name properly because that's too quick. And the, the words... Hello world, Gal Gadot is here. I don't know. But Hello world, Gal Gadot is here. I don't know. That's wild Hello, to world. me. Gal Gadot is here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe it is Gal Gadot. I don't know. See? Why would I know? But we've all just been saying it, Gal Gadot, and she doesn't correct anybody. And secretly, I've been calling her Gal Gadot. Gal! <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So tonight is Alex Trebek's final night uh, hosting Jeopardy. This was the last show that he taped. This was the show that was supposed to air on Christmas Day, and even at the end of last night's episode, he said that it was Christmas Eve, and we'll see tomorrow. Um, but there's no sort of message at the end of this, because I know he did one earlier on in the week where he said some really nice things as the show started. Uh, but Mike Richards, the executive producer of Jeopardy, was saying that Alex didn't think that this was going to be his last episode. No, uh, not at all. Yeah, the show was filmed 10 days before Alex passed away on November 8th. And Mike says that he was planning on hosting the show the next week, and that was his focus. And then when he wasn't feeling it, feeling well, he told him that he wasn't going to be able to come in on Monday and Tuesday, and then he just yeah. deteriorated after that. So he wasn't anticipating this being his final show. So there is no sort of, you know, goodbye. This has been this has been great, and I don't know if he even had anything planned to do that on if he knew that no it was idea. going to be his his final episode. I know that tomorrow night after uh, the episode airs, or right before, it, sorry, after it's wrapped up, they're going to be airing like a montage. Yeah. Like uh, in memory of the but, great Alex Trebek. But one thing that didn't air was for last year's Canadian Screen Awards, mm -hmm. Alex was received the, was it like a Lifetime Achievement Award, something like that? And he had recorded an acceptance speech for them. Uh-huh. And, but because of COVID and all the awards shows, um, Nothing aired, and so Alex did this speech, and it never saw the light of day. And so they've now finally released it. Oh. I guess it means I'm being honored as sort of a goodwill ambassador. You know, that's not a tough gig. You host a popular show for 36 years. You get to be known. You get to be liked. Maybe people think you're a nice guy. They know you're Canadian. Ergo, Canadians are nice people. And the country must be a special place. Well, it is. And not just because we're nice. It's a special place because we are a country of accomplishments in education, in business, science, the arts, and entertainment. But more than these accomplishments, Canada has now acquired great stature in the world for something entirely different. It's a welcoming society, and it has 
expanded that welcome to go beyond the level of tolerance to one that I believe is even better. I think the essence of Canada now is acceptance. And long may it continue. There you go. Oh, man. Right? Yeah. I think it's wild that we that they didn't release this before that. I wonder why. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Maybe And maybe they were waiting. Maybe they were yeah. waiting until, you know, until this week to sort of, you know, have it coincide with his last few his last few episodes. But uh, but yeah, tonight is if you're a fan of Jeopardy uh, or a fan of being Canadian or a fan of Alex Trebek or whatever it is, a um, lot of people going to be watching tonight. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So last night was Ken Jennings' first night mm-hmm. as uh, the first guest host of uh, Jeopardy. You look nervous as hell, huh? Yeah, it's a different world. Like you, his job and what he does is to stand there and be smart, right? As a contestant, that's what he does. Hosting is a completely different thing. Yeah. You are out of your element and it is not a place where you get to shine. You're no longer the guy with all the answers. People don't look at you with wonder. People don't look at you and think to themselves, God, how does this guy know so much? And also, big shoes to fill. Yeah. Right? And that was the feel. It felt very fill-in-y. Like, it felt like someone was just in Alex's place. Like, it was really weird to yeah. watch. Um, so, Ken Jennings opened the show last night with a tribute to uh, the late Alex Trebek. Here is the guest host of Jeopardy, Ken Jennings. Thank you, Johnny Gilbert. Thank you, everyone. Welcome to Jeopardy. You know, sharing this stage with Alex Trebek was one of the greatest honors of my life. Not many things in life are perfect, but Alex did this job pretty much perfectly for more than 36 years, and it was even better up close. We were dazzled by his intelligence, his charm, his grace, really. There's no other word for it. Like all Jeopardy fans, I miss Alex very much. And... I thank him for everything he did for all of us. Let's be totally clear, no one will ever replace the great Alex Trebek, but we can honor him by playing the game he loved. Jim, Tanae, Julia, welcome to the show. So how'd he do? So, I didn't watch the episode. Uh, I mean, he's, listen, it's, it's Ken Jennings asking questions. It's, it's always going to be different to hear somebody ask Jeopardy questions in that way, because it's very specific the way that they ask those questions. Right. Uh, that's not Alex Trebek. So here's a bit of Ken uh, doing, what, uh, doing what he does. Jim, you're our returning champion. Where do we start? Television for 200. This title zip code was first addressed in 1990, repackaged in 2008, and sent again in 2019. Easy. What is 90210? Jim. What is 90210? That's it. Television 400. Scott Kahn booked him as Dano on the reboot of this cop show. Jim. What is Hawaii 5 Yes. Oh, so what do you think? Know. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. What are you going to do? Like, it's not that... It, and you you had... There's such a an emotional attachment that everybody had to... Uh, Alex Trebek, and when you hear somebody else do it, when you see Ken Jennings do it, your back gets up a little bit, right? Of course. As it would if they fired Alex Trebek and hired Ken Jennings, but that's just not the case. And I have to keep constantly reminding myself that Alex Trebek is dead, and this is the way that they wanted to honor him and to not hate on Ken Jennings as much. I think it's the same feel we had when Drew Carey took over for Bob Barker for the first little while. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I didn't have, me personally, I didn't have that same attachment to Bob Barker Mm -hmm. as I did to Alex Trebek. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I certainly, it's not the same. Yeah. But everybody, you loved Bob, you watched it. So I think when somebody f- took over for him, it, what I mean is the same feel. Like, it felt like someone was sort yeah. of just there for a little while. And yeah. then he kind of... And they made a great choice with Drew Carey when replacing Bob Barker. How long yeah. has Drew Carey been doing that show now? Years now. Years, yeah. right? You know, that was, I think, a, that was I, a great choice. I think it makes it easier to give Ken Jennings a pass knowing that he's not the permanent host, knowing right. that they're going to have guest hosts. So you watch Ken Jennings for a week or two weeks, whatever, yeah. and then somebody else comes in, then somebody else comes in, then somebody else comes in yeah. until they I decide just, on that final person. He's just not likable. Yeah, that's he's the like a problem. Robot, right? That's the problem with Ken Jennings. He's just not a likable guy. Yeah. And there's pl- plenty of evidence out there to make you not like him. Especially like in the past couple of weeks, yeah, right? He's just not likable. I think that's a huge problem they have right now. I don't think it was the right move to have Ken in there first out of the gate. Well, he is the guest host for Jeopardy, and uh, he'll be there again tonight. Yep. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Do you see why Army Hammer was trending? What do you do now? Okay, so. Wasn't he in trouble recently for something? I don't know. So Army Hammer and social media have a weird history. So back in 2007, it really looked like Army Hammer didn't know that his likes were public, that he could just like something and it would be private just between him and the thing that he liked oh, on wow. Twitter. Yeah. And so he went through and he was just liking a whole bunch of like BDSM and bondage pictures. Really? Back in 2017. And... Sorry, is this on Twitter or Instagram? Uh, That was on Twitter. Oh, okay. And so now what's happening is there are Instagram DMs Mm -hmm. that Army Hammer allegedly sent to a woman. And the DMs have not been verified. And some people are saying that they appear to be fake, though it is not clear right now what is real and what is not real. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a screenshot from one person who originally posted the alleged DM saying that they were fake, but some people are saying that that screenshot of that person saying they were fake could also be fake. And Wait, a, f- a fake screenshot? Okay. Of a fake <laughs> yeah. conversation? Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Inception. So, okay, in, so here, here's what is being alleged, that uh-huh. Army Hammer was up in somebody's DMs. Yeah. And these DMs are, like, really graphic, like extremely graphic. Okay. Like the the one part, the one sort of quote from him allegedly trying to seduce a woman is Army allegedly wrote, I am 100% a cannibal. Ew. So imagine all the other DMs that would be flying back and forth before you get to the I am 100% a cannibal. Ugh. Okay. No thanks. So, so yeah, that's why, that's why I'm Delete not going to read block. them. That's why I'm not going to read them. So these are DMs that Army Hammer allegedly sent to somebody. Yeah. There is no verification that these are legitimate in any way, but it is why Army Hammer was trending all night. Now, the person who allegedly received these DMs, yes, there is another screenshot where they were talking to somebody saying that these were all fake and made up and doctored. Oh. However, however, that screenshot of that conversation has not been verified. Oh, so that could be a fake? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, and because he, he just broke up with his wife too in like July, I think it was, right? Yeah. The Army Hammer just broke up with his wife. So there, this is why Army Hammer is trending and why it's very difficult. You're just, all you're seeing is just massive reaction to people who have seen what the DMs are and not a lot of actual quotes from what is within these DMs. But it's a culmination of sort of flirty domination Cannibalism? other things that then led him and she he hasn't says, posted anything about it huh no 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 he hasn't all. posted anything about it no what do you say after that like it's all fake yeah but do you even want to acknowledge its existence no you don't want to do that so all within that story yes. there's a chance that the conversation was fake correct there's a chance that the screen grab of that conversation is also a fake. Oh, correct. Yes. And then there's also a chance that the person that Army Hammer allegedly was having this DM convo with correct. had a convo DM with somebody else, but that correct. could have also been fake. Correct. Yes. Glad we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So we were talking yesterday about this Army Hammer story. Yeah. And a series of DMs that weren't confirmed in any way. Weren't denied either. Yeah. Um, to what is now various people on social media. But these were particularly DMs that were alleged to have had between Army Hammer and one particular woman. Um, where like... Army Hammer years ago got caught, quote unquote, liking a bunch of bondage pictures mm. on Twitter because it's appeared that he didn't think if he liked a picture that it would be public, that like the public couldn't see he what you were, it was what you were show liking. Up on his own like personal profile uh, or whatever. Something like yeah. that, or only they would know. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was no explanation to that. But there's some like real serious graphicness going on in these DMs that he was sending to this one woman. Uh, one of which was, he said, I am 100% a cannibal. And then he said, that's scary to admit. I've never admitted that before. And there's just like a lot of like, like real, she, real wild out there sort of fantasy stuff, like really out there, like things you can't say out loud. And her replies though, seemed like she was just egging him on just to keep going. Right. But, all, but, the, but apparently they had this relationship from like oh, 2017 okay. to 2020. So who screen grabbed it? So apparently she did. And released it to the world? Yes. For what reason, though? Because it was happening. Other people had been doing it as well. Oh, so she's like, I also have these. But again, there was just no confirmation, right? Mm -hmm. There was no nothing of anything. But then things started to get released. Like there's a video of, you know, you can take video of your phone screen. Yes scrolling through messages and you know how on instagram now how they even like change color they go from blue to purple uh -huh. kind of thing like even that's happening on all these messages like stuff that's really 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 hard to fake wow then oh there's more there was a writer named jessica chinsian and she dated army hammer back in september of 2020 so not that long ago maybe like how long is that like couple four, of months four months ago four months ago her account on twitter is verified okay she's a writer okay and she wrote this if you are still questioning whether or not those army hammer dms are real and they are maybe you should start questioning why we live in a culture willing to give abusers the benefit of the doubt instead of the victims sex instead of the victims of sexual violence and then she goes on to say 
um, because some of you made it to adulthood without knowing what this is, abuse, cruel, and violent treatment of a person or an animal. And that's what she wrote who dated Army Hammer on her verified Twitter account. So I assume they're not dating anymore. So so I assume they're not dating anymore. But also, this is looking like that the DMs are real. And now, he still the intent has behind them, yeah. I don't know whether it's just fantasy role play and all this stuff, but now when you go back and you read the DMs from Army Hammer, it is like, it's, I've ne- I, I have never seen somebody in a position that Army Hammer is in at that level of sort of actor in a situation like this where when somebody comes looking for answers, these are the things you have to answer to. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody even say the words he said. I've never even said, like, I've never even saw a stranger say yeah. the words that he said. Because I read all the DMs. I read all the, everything he said. Bro. It is pretty disturbing. And there's more. There's more. I, could be, I don't, I, but here's the thing. I don't want to go looking for. No, and you shouldn't go looking for For the them. others. I don't want to know and, what and, else But the reason I didn't go looking for them yesterday was because I had assumed that they were just all crap. Yeah. Right? Like, I'd assume that they were just all doctored. Like, everything else on because, social media uh, yes, is doctored. Yes, that's right. Because you said yesterday that it was alleged that the, con- first of all, that the conversation between Army Hammer and the woman was right. fake. Right, yes. And then a screen grab somebody took, people were saying even the screen grab was fake. Right. But now, as the story progresses... His ex-girlfriend is saying they're real. Ooh! <laughs> Army Hammer! Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. You see, Army Hammer finally responded to all this madness about his crazy oh, DMs. He did? Yeah. What did he say? So, a couple of things happened. One is he was set to start filming a movie with J Lo called Shotgun Wedding, uh-huh. a sort of romantic action comedy kind of thing. And he bailed on that movie. Because of all this? Yeah. So, he said. He said this, I'm not responding to these BS claims, but in light of the vicious and I don't know what this word is, spurious, S-P-U-R-I-O-U-S. Why when people do these statements, they put words in that nobody knows. These spurious (laughs) attacks on me, against me, I cannot in good conscience now leave my children for four months to shoot a film in the Dominican Republic. And then he goes on to say that Lionsgate is supporting him in this and he's grateful for that. And then they had released a statement saying, given the imminent start date of Shotgun Wedding, Army has requested to step away from the film and we support him in this decision. There is no way he was not fired from this. Oh, absolutely. There's no way. It's a J-Lo movie. You think J-Lo wants any part of this? Now, whether as the, soon as the first story came out, J-Lo probably like reached yeah. out and was like, get this guy off this yeah, movie. Yeah. So, and there's also, I don't know if you saw this. So we can't, I can't go into the DMs because they're just wild. And again, like if these are sort of like fetishes and fantasies, like there's no actual sort of, nobody is saying that he did any of these things that he wrote in DMs in real life, right? Like as it is right now, it is just an extreme sort of kink, I guess that he has. Nobody's saying that he did this stuff in real life, but the stuff that he said is so shocking that you almost don't want to be associated with somebody who even has that kind of kink. Yeah. Like it's too, it's it's way too beyond anything. Anybody who would find any sort of enjoyment um, out of writing what he did or would find it a turn on in any way. It's way too weird. It's way too weird for an actor to do that. And then a video was released where it was I guess he was in a car with a friend 
and a friend, like the friend reached out his hand mm -hmm. while Army Hammer was in the passenger seat. And then there's white powder all over the guy's palm of this guy's hand. And then Army Hammer leans over and licks it all off. No. Right? Yeah. What was and it then, like? Coke, and then I don't know what it was. And then there's another video where Army Hammer's behind the wheel of a car. Yeah. And cracks open a beer as he's driving and just starts no. like. Yeah. And he posted Do we this? have that? Did you put it in, Maury? Yeah. No, I don't. He sent it to somebody or somebody, whatever. It got out. All of this stuff is now getting out, right? All of this stuff is getting out. So what? This is audio of that? Yeah. Getting weird. More, one more, more. Oh, yeah. Whoa. 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 Right. <sighs> oh, yeah. Boy. So, yeah, dude, it's wild. It's wild. Wow. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. He hasn't directly sort of said whether they are true or false, but he yeah. did. He did call them BS. And anytime somebody who's in that position calls something BS, you know it's true. Oh man, Army Hammer, right? what you doing? Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Happy birthday, Zane. He's oh, 28 years today? old. Yeah, 28. His new album, Nobody's Listening, comes out on Friday. And he dropped the new single last week called Vibes. Sounds like this. So yesterday, Zane took to Instagram and Twitter and launched a phone number that you can call to hear snippets of the entire album. What, like on voicemail? Yeah. Oh. It's, uh, if you want to try calling today, it's just simply 1-323-991-ZANE. And again, the uh, new album is called Nobody Is Listening, and it drops on Friday. And here's what happens when you call the Zane phone number. Yo, Zane here. Album's dropping January 15th. Press any number one through nine to get a sneak peek. Press it now. <laughs> <laughs> Never feels right. Never feel that type of way. But I need you in my life. Yeah, you could be my wife for real. Press zero to return to the main menu. Yo, Xenia. So that's so weird. It says press zero to return to the main menu. So then you can go through and like select another oh, number okay, I so you, you can hear more snippets of this album, the songs. So they're just like quick, like little 10 second clips of all these new songs on the new Zane album. Years that pass by, cut personal rewind, just watch my life by and lock the right ties. So like pretty mid-tempo album, right? Other than that vibe song. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely interested in the album. Are you ready? Because I'm ready to let it go. Never thought that I'd be ready again. Guess it's something about the neon red glow. Got me thinking about giving up. I don't mind that one. Yeah, pretty good, right? Yeah, but Zane is always uh, 
commercial pop has never been the priority. No, it's not never. like he. It's not like he tries and just doesn't succeed. He's always done his his own thing ever since he started releasing um, solo stuff. Yeah, it's always outside of what one you would expect, and two, what would be perceived as trying to get in the game. Yeah, it's all. Know? It's like the, the the tracks that he's always wanted to make. Yeah, and the ones that his fans have come to love. But the uh, the Zane phone line is open for you right now. You can listen to nine of his songs off of the Nobody's Listening album, which drops on Friday. That phone number again is one three two three nine nine one Zane. And I will say, still to this day, my favorite Zane song mm-hmm. is the one that he did with Taylor Swift. I don't want to live forever. Oh yeah, that one just beautiful. That is a banger right there. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I don't know how uh, this works, but. I think that Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani are going to rip each other off. What do you mean? Because they're not getting along anymore, right? Like at all. And the Washington Post is saying that Trump is trying to stiff Giuliani, who of course spent the last, I don't know how many months, traveling around the country just spouting theories. But not only has Donald Trump refused to pay Giuliani's legal fees... Oh, he's at that point now? Oh, yes. Yo, that's your man's though. Okay. He's refused to pay his legal fees, but also he wants like any reimbursements that come in. Like, you know, when you, you work for somebody and you got to fill out those things, like, okay, yeah. I spend eight bucks on a coffee and parking. Oh my God, the parking and these, like all that stuff now needs Staples. to be cleared. The president is clearing people's like expenses. Okay. Wow. That shouldn't be part of his job. But Giuliani, and I don't even know, like... I know lawyers are expensive. Like, I have lawyers, and you pay them a lot of money to do Uh some things, right? Giuliani was billing Donald Trump $20,000 a day. Oh, stop it. $20,000 a day. He's got a lot of legal troubles, too. Yeah, 20 grand a day. Hmm. Is what he was billing, which is what now Trump is going to try and stiff Giuliani on. And that also includes, like, parking and paper no this does not include parking does these are giuliani's feet these are not the incidentals the, not these like, are not the you know how many staples i needed to for all these all this exactly, paperwork yes yes i ran through like 10 staplers yes, yeah, in a month yes you pay for photocopies right all of that stuff and, and giuliani clips and traveling around the mini bar bills all uh, of that all of that stuff all of that stuff you know all the, you know all the things in a hotel you're not supposed to eat because they're too yeah. expensive Giuliani's walking out of there with all of that in his suitcase. Yeah. Right? The peanuts. All of it, everything. Chocolate-covered almonds. Everything. The tiny bag of chips. That one condom. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, just in case, you never know. I'm always curious about the condom in hotels. I always want to open it to see what color it is. But then I know if I open it, then I'm going to have to pay oh, for yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Right? You don't need that showing up on your credit no, card. No, no, I don't at all. Right? right? But I'm always curious because it's in a box, right? Like, it's not just the package. It's in a box. Have you ever called? And ask them what color my condom is? Mm-hmm. No. Why would I do that? Just out of curiosity. I don't want to make that call. No, because then you got to walk past the desk, the desk the next day. Because I don't want somebody thinking that I'm about to do something hinged no. hinged on what color the condom what, is. What if you're truthful and you say, hey, listen. I'm just very curious as I'm to what color curious. condoms you I use. I don't need to use it. <laughs> right? <laughs> but what color is it? But and then I, it's always. You guys have like one standard color? I know. It's, right? It's, or okay. is it. Right. Yes. Like different rooms or different floors get different colors. Yes. And it's usually, it usually goes like this. Okay. In the, in the tray on top of fancy hotels, 
it usually goes um, $60 jar of peanuts, mm-hmm. $12 bag of chips, condiment a little white box, and a sewing kit. <laughs> Yeah, I was, that's I a was, weird order. I, I always want in. to open the sewing kit as well <laughs> to, see, <laughs> to see what color thread they give you. <laughs> I assume black. But I'm not paying for the sewing kit. Black, either. right? It would have to I, be black. I don't know. I've or never. Or do they give you an option I've where they, never, maybe it's like a little bit of black and a little bit of white. Yeah, I've just never. Just standard colors. I, but I have been bored enough that I thought about actually opening both of them and just embroidering the condom for the next person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. It's about that time. What time is it? Oh, I see. Okay, never mind. I got it. Now. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. Uh, hey, Mocha. <laughs> yeah. You ready? Uh-huh. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break. Uh, so the province is going to let the senators and the Leafs play at home. It's good news, huh? Yeah, I'm good with that. I don't know how you feel about this all Canadian division, though. I mean, oh, I, know I, th- I know there's nothing they can do. Yeah. Well, but... I mean, there is. Just take all the Canadian teams and move them down south, yeah. south of the border. Yeah, that's what you do. I'm sure that it was discussed, and for some reason, whatever that reason may be, they've decided against it. Well, because if you do, geez, man, like if you do that, because at e- least then the, all the teams the, will be able to play each other, right? No, I know, I know, I know, I know, but it's tough. Then what do you do with like the people who take care of the ranks and stuff? I, I mean, I know. I, and I don't know. I don't know how many staff that is, or if they could still afford to pay them throughout the the time. I don't know. I'm sure you could come up with some sort of you know fair way of doing it, but I don't know how I feel about this all Canadian division. I think it's going to be real boring, mm. like real boring. I don't know how many times I can sit there and watch these same teams play each other over and over and over again. I mean, I know that that's what happens, but at least there's it, it varies. Sure, right. So anyway, so that's going to happen. Yay. Um, oh, yeah. The Leafs play a like inner team scrimmage match tomorrow that they're going to show on Sportsnet. Yeah. Because the season kicks off on Wednesday. Uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's Leafs v. Leafs tomorrow on Sportsnet. So go Leafs go. <laughs> uh, Jeffree Star finally uh, addressing the rumors that he's having an affair with Kanye West. Uh, so this all started when TikToker Ava Louise um, posted on social that Kanye was having an affair. Listen to this. Now that Kim's finally doing this, I feel like I can spill the tea that I've been holding on to for months. This whole divorce comes as no surprise. Kanye's been hooking up with a very famous beauty guru. Male beauty guru. A lot of people in the scene have known for a while. Now, if you remember Ava Louise, uh, just about one year ago, she became famous and went viral for doing the Corona challenge, which was the video of her licking a toilet seat on an airplane. (laughs) Uh. So that's where this came from. Uh, Jeffree Star then sort of was trolling people with a couple of posts yesterday, uh, but finally addressed this ridiculous rumor. We have to address something because I woke up uh, today and I was like, huh? Uh, I guess allegedly Jeffree Star has been sleeping with Kanye West um, and that's why they're getting a divorce. Goodbye. So I guess some girl uh, made up a whole lie on TikTok and it went viral um, where she insinuates Kanye and Kim are getting divorced because a big male beauty influencer uh, is sleeping with him. Oh, she wanted views. (laughs) 
So I just woke up just trying to live my life and I'm like, huh, this is so weird. I have people t like texting me, all these news people, like, what do you have to say to about this? And I'm like, about what? What? I'm single, I'm not sleeping with anyone. Like, this is so weird. So, let me just say this one time for any news outlet, uh, I like very tall men. Me and Kanye uh, <laughs> have never hung out and this whole thing is really funny. So, I guess if this is a start to my new year, happy new year. Sounds like damn it, Matthew, huh? I was going to say the exact same thing. You don't think so, Maury? He absolutely he sounds like yeah. Matthew. It's really wild. I thought yes. it was Matthew at first. Really? Yeah. We have to address something because I woke up uh, today and I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and just like, even though there's always stuff going on, yeah. like whenever Maury records Matthew, Matthew's always doing busy work, yeah. right? Like there's always something going on. He's like folding something or cutting something or flipping something, whatever doing it is. Doing the dishes. We have to address something because I woke up uh, today and I was like, Huh? <laughs> uh, so yeah, President Trump is uh, banned from everything, like everything. You shall not pass. <laughs> All the social media apps, uh, well beyond Twitter. Uh, he can't use Twitch. He can't use Snapchat. He can't use Reddit. He can't use Spotify. He can't use TikTok. He can't use Damn. Google. He can't use Shopify. He can't use Pinterest. He can't use Discord. He can't use YouTube. He can't use Facebook. You just sit there and That's think about lot. what you did. Uh, That's really all he can do now. Everybody else is going to be okay. Instagram is going to be okay. Facebook is going to be okay. But the talk now becomes, can Twitter survive this? Um, because Twitter is really the only one of the big social networks that hasn't really adapted. They haven't really changed other than fleets over the last... 10 years kind of thing yeah and monetization and how they turn profit is far more difficult than it is on the other social platforms and in pre-trading today twitter was down uh minus 6.45 percent all because they banned trump all because they banned trump yeah wow. yeah uh so we'll see how they respond after that uh, and, like, welcome back and then parlor was the sort of, everybody was like all oh, you nut jobs why don't you just get off twitter and go invent your own thing and then yeah. they did and they invented parlor and then parlor just like became uh, the worst place in the world almost immediately parlor? it's like twitter but for insane people and do we uh, need parlor we don't need parlor accounts, we don't need right? a parlor well you can't get a parlor account now oh. because google banned parlor so you couldn't get it on google oh, play no. and then apple banned parlor so you couldn't get it on there and now amazon pulled their hosting services from Parler. So the head of Parler was on one of the, sh the shows yesterday saying, we're going to try our best uh, to get back online as quickly as possible, but we're having a lot of trouble because every vendor we talk to says they won't work with us because wow. if Apple doesn't approve you and Google doesn't approve you, they won't approve you. Yeah, you he got said, nowhere to go. He said, every vendor from text messaging services to email providers to our own lawyers all ditched us. Oh no! <laughs> Yo, you're in a bad spot when your own lawyer leaves. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Nancy Pelosi says that the House will impeach Trump and pushes the uh, vice president to get him out of there. Uh, yesterday, she said the House is going to proceed with legislation to impeach Donald Trump uh, as she pushes the vice president and the cabinet to invoke the constitutional authority uh, to remove him. That, of course, is the 25th Amendment. House Democrats were expected to introduce articles of impeachment today. The strategy would be to condemn the president's actions swiftly but delay impeachment for 100 days. That would 
give Biden um, the ability to focus on other priorities uh, after his inauguration on January 20th. And the PGA has pulled out the 2022 championships from Trump's golf course in New Jersey. (laughs) Wow. I thought you were going to say PGA was like, (laughs) you can't come, you can't even watch any of our games. No, no, they don't want to, they don't want to do business with them. And that, by the way, as I've heard many times, is the greatest golf course in the world. The Trump one? Yeah. (laughs) From Trump, I heard that. Oh. <laughs> uh, the Kardashians finished filming their final episode forever of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and Kim what? K posted this. Okay, guys, this we just finished filming forever. Like forever, forever ever. ever. We're done. Forever. We're never filming again. That's so crazy. So we're having a drink with the crew in my backyard, hanging out. Cheers to... I don't know. 15 years, 20 seasons of craziness and lots of love. My question is now. Yeah. They don't have the TV show. After all this time, mm-hmm. and they're used to that life. Mm-hmm. What the hell are they all going to do for money now? <laughs> like they're hard up? Yeah. No, who did they sign with? They just they signed another big deal. Didn't they just sign who was it with? Like it's a it's an on demand thing, right? Yeah, that's what they're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll don't worry. You don't worry about them, Mocha. Okay, okay? as long you as they're all going to be okay. You don't worry about them. Chadwick Boseman's widow, uh, Simone Ledward, honored him at the Gotham Awards last night. Uh, this is, of course, nearly five months after the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Um, she accepted her husband's uh, tribute at the 30th annual Gotham Awards last night. This is a little bit about what she had to say. It was the first time she said anything since his passing. It is my honor to receive this award on behalf of my husband in acknowledgement not only of his profound work, but of his impact on this industry and this world. Chad, thank you. I love you. I am so proud of you. Keep shining your light on us. Oh, it's interesting. Man. I never once thought that anybody would call him Chad. Oh, yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? Because you're just used to it's always, hearing and reading. It's just His always name is Chadwick. Chadwick. Yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't dare call him Chad. His wife can. Though. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I found that that, that's, uh, that was kind of great. Uh, former California Republican governor Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, had this to say. Very poignant words from Arnold Schwarzenegger when looking at uh, what went down with the mobs on Capitol Hill. Now, I grew up in Austria. I'm very aware of Kristallnacht, or the night of broken glass. It was a night of rampage against the Jews carried out in 1938 by the Nazi equivalent of the Proud Boys. Wednesday was the day of broken glass right here in the United States. The broken glass was in the windows of the United States Capitol. But the mob did not just shatter the windows of the Capitol. They shattered the ideals we took for granted. They did not just break down the doors of the building that housed the American democracy. They trampled the very principles on which our country was founded. No matter what your political affiliation is, I ask you to join me and saying to President-elect Biden, President-elect Biden, we stand with you today, tomorrow, and forever in defense of our democracy from those who would threaten it. Uh, Will Robert Downey Jr. show up as a Star Wars villain? What? That is the latest rumor. 
because they got a ton of new Star Wars projects yeah. that are in the works. Robert Downey Jr., already a part of that huge extended Disney family. John Favreau now taking a much higher profile role As in, he should. in all of the production of he Star Wars. He did amazing Wars. with Mandalorian. And the spinoffs that are happening from the Mandalorian. And so the rumors are that maybe Downey Jr. will take on a role of one of the villains in one of the upcoming Star Wars projects. How do you feel about that? As a huge fan of Star Wars and everything that the galaxy has given us. Yes. I am all here for Robert Downey joining the Star Wars franchise. As a villain, though? Sure. Yeah. I think he could play a villain. I don't know. You don't think so? When? You think he's good guy only? I think he's good guy only. Really? Yeah. I know. I, I, I think he's good guy only. I think he's anti-hero only. I think he's tortured soul who you root for only. Yeah. I don't think Robert Downey Jr. can do pure villainous evil. I, I could be could. wrong. I could be wrong. I think he could. Yeah. I Absolutely. Don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm here for it. I'm ready. Yeah, I don't know. I you can you can see what Robert Downey Jr. torturing somebody? Yes. Like you can see Robert Downey Jr. like Gus Fring in Mandalorian, okay? When he's got Baby Yoda handcuffed, okay? And Gus That's Fring expected. is and Gus Fring is standing there and he pulls out the the dark saber and you're yeah. like, "Don't my god, don't slice Baby Yoda in two. Spoiler alert if okay? you haven't seen it. So you could see <laughs> Gus Fring doing that, yeah, okay? He's born evil. Yes, born evil. I couldn't see Robert Downey Jr. playing that character. I could. Absolutely, yeah, I could. Yeah, yes. Well, okay, man. Okay. I don't even know if it's happening. I'm just saying that that's the rumor, which a lot of fans are very excited for. Not, not you. Just <laughs> Not just you. Not just you, I mean. Um, over in the UK with Brexit happening and all this other stuff, there's all sorts of new rules. And one of the new rules is that now when you are traveling from the UK to other parts of Europe, mm -hmm. you have to now abide by border control stipulations that you haven't had to abide by before. You can just sure. freely go anywhere you wanted to. It was all good. Yeah. Uh, now what's happening is that they now have to play by the rules of uh, you can't bring in dairy, can't bring in meat, some other food products are restricted and you have to declare things. This is a guy from the UK getting off the ferry in Amsterdam where he was found to be in possession of a ham sandwich. Do you have meat on all the, the bread or not? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, then we take them all. I'm really? sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Okay, can I take off the meat and leave me the bread? No, everything will be uh, confiscated. Oh, no. <laughs> Welcome to the Brexit, sir. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, y'all asked for it, though. Man, also... This is what you asked for. Also, if somebody says, like, hey, can you just take the meat and leave me the bread? That person needs to eat. You know, like, they're dealing with low blood sugar at this point. Just got off Amsterdam. Probably going to do 24 hours of real high-intensity marijuana smoking. Like, how hungry do you have to be <laughs> to say, to take, say the meat. take the meat and just leave me the bread, right? <laughs> because at least there's still a little bit of meat flavor. Just a little bit. That's soaked into the bread. Yeah, like, you got to be real hungry. Like, you probably smoked before he got to Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. you got to be real hungry to say, listen, okay, take the meat, just leave the bread. Yeah. Right? Can you please, sir, who I've never met before with rubber gloves on, can you deconstruct, yeah. <laughs> if, if you could just de deconstruct my lunch, okay? Uh. Take the pork, throw it in the bin, but just put the bread back together, wrap it up, let me have that. No, sir, you cannot. Listen, y'all asked for it. So. Yeah. Uh, hey, damn it, Maury, coming in here for a second. I do not have high expectations for this Madonna movie. I absolutely do. You'd Based on what, though? 
just seeing her Instagram videos and her working on it and stuff, and the fact that I absolutely worship, and she could read the phone book. Aside, and I'd watch as, it. no, no, no. Aside from your worshiping Madonna, and just knowing that she is both writing and directing this movie okay, here's herself. Why. Here's why: because she's not starring in it. But directing, though. Yeah, yeah, but she directed W E, and that was I really enjoyed what that. W E. It was a movie she did a while ago about some war thing. It was black and white. It was fantastic. <laughs> So again, wow. okay, uh, this is why it we don't. Memorable. This is why you don't ask the stands for their opinion on things. Uh, anyway, so I don't know how legit these rumors are, but apparently there's two front runners to play Madonna in the movie that Madonna is writing about Madonna and directing the movie about Madonna. Okay, uh, one of them is Florence Pugh. Her name has been thrown around. Where's you she know from? Her? She's from Midsummer and Little Women. She's going to be in Black Widow. She's really great. Mm. She's incredible. Okay, one of my favorites. Uh, and then the other one is Julia Garner, who plays Ruth on Ozark. Oh, Ruthie? Yeah. Yeah, because she's got that real curly hair. What's well, that? One would assume that other people are working on it as well, not just Madonna. Okay, okay but what do you think of these two choices so far more? I would go with the Pew. With Florence Pugh, why? Yes. Because I saw Midsummer, and as much as I really didn't like that movie, she was really good in it. Do you know who Julia Garner even is? I do not. Okay. Ruthie? Okay. I like her a lot. So listen, it's, I, can't, I know. I know. I get it. Listen, I'm not into the movie either. No, neither am I. But whatever. Neither am I. But we're yeah. all going to go and see it and love it. Yeah. Well. Yeah, no, I'll see it. I mean, I, I, I just, I, what era do you hope that they, if they're going to focus on one era, what era do you hope gets the most attention? Oh, like early Madonna, like 80s and how she got started and, you know, worked at an ice cream parlor and used to steal the ice cream. Spoiler oh, alert, want- now I don't need to see the movie. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, according to a new poll, 80%, more than 80% of people in Japan who were surveyed in two polls in the last few days said that the Tokyo Olympics should be canceled or postponed or they believe that the Olympics will not take place. The results are really bad news for Tokyo organizers and the IOC as they continue to say that the postponed Olympic Games will open on July 23rd. Uh, Tokyo right now battling a surge of COVID-19 cases that prompted uh, the national government last week to call a state of emergency. In declaring that emergency, however, the prime minister said that he was confident that the Olympics will still be held. Do they got to eat the cost for all of it? Like, who picks up the tab? Because then they spend like a billion dollars? Yeah, I mean, the, the cities, the countries spend the money <sighs> for the most part. Like, they spend an incredible amount of money on on games. Damn. And then you just try and, and recoup. On to the next. But cities don't recoup. Like, North American cities don't recoup money on Olympics yeah. anymore. It doesn't happen. It's a terrible idea. With everything now being a sort of reboot or, you know, with the news that Sex in the City is coming to HBO and people are now looking at things like the Lego movie and looking at things like the Queen's Gambit. The Lego movie, of course, you know, it's everything Lego and, yeah. you know. I love every, those movies, man. Everybody fell in They're love with, so good. with Lego all over again. The Queen's Gambit. Uh, put chess back in the forefront of everybody. Yeah. You couldn't buy a chess game before the holidays because yeah. everybody wanted to learn how to play chess. Uh, they're making two movies. There's two new projects also based around games or toys that are in development currently. Oh, can I guess? Yes. Is one of them the yo-yo? No, one of them is the Rubik's Cube. Oh, 
Okay. So there's a movie and a game show all centered around the Rubik's Cube that are both in development currently. Like Rubik's Cube competition and stuff? Yeah, which is fascinating. There's a there's a documentary on Netflix. I think it's just called Cubed or mm. Cube. And it's a fascinating documentary okay. about these kids who are like world champions in Rubik's Cube. Oh, trust Cube. me. It is insane to watch. geniuses out there. But I think that this is more about the guy who created the cube. Okay. I'm interested. Yeah. I'm definitely interested in that. And the other one, the other game that's yeah. being developed into a series, and this is being developed into a series by the creator of House of Cards on Netflix. Okay. A guy named Bo Williman, who did the first four seasons of House of Cards, the four good seasons of House of Cards. Uh -huh. He's now been tapped to develop a television series based around Risk. Yeah. Did you ever play Risk? Never. Okay, so Risk is like one of those older Hasbro games. It was released in like the 50s. And the whole thing is about achieving world domination through strategy, war, diplomacy. It's a board game. And you have all your armies and multiple people play it. And that the, wasn't interesting. To it me. wasn't interesting to you. No. People used to get very heated playing Risk. And games of Risk would last for weeks. Wow. Right? It was like, uh, like cricket. Like, you couldn't finish a game in a day. <laughs> like, it would just go on and on and on. So they're developing a... Rubik's Cube movie and game show. And game show. And a and TV Risk. series based around Risk. Oh, wow. My mind is blown because I Googled to see who invented the Rubik's Cube. Right. A guy named Rubik. Yes. I had no so, idea so that it was Rubik's. named after him. <laughs> it's his cube. I had no idea. Uh, Kevin Hart has also signed a massive... Board. It would have been quite different if his first name was Doug, right? Right, yeah. Doug's, Doug's Cube. Cube. Yeah, no, it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked. Or if, like, Curtis. Curtis's right? Cube. <laughs> Nobody wanted to play Curtis's Cube. Yeah. Boring. Right? No, Next. No, no, no. And it's a good thing it was a cube and not a ball, right? Every, everything try? in a child's life was a ball up to that point, and that was the first cube. You couldn't play with Rubik's Ball. No. Right? Nobody nobody wanted that. Or Doug's. Right? Yeah, you couldn't play with Doug's ball. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Hart has signed a massive four movie deal with Netflix. No, oh, wow. no exact word on what the financials behind this are, but the last sort of comparable that happened with Netflix was the deal that Netflix signed with Adam Sandler, which was, again, another four-movie uh, deal for $150 million. Ooh, so wow. Kevin Hart's is going to be somewhere in that world. Uh, we know that he already has a huge relationship with Netflix, and yeah. his No Fs Given stand-up was the top comedy on Netflix for 2020, viewed by 21 million subscribers within the first four weeks of its release. So Kevin Hart getting paid. I wonder if these Netflix deals, like the Adam Sandler or the Kevin Hart one now, yeah, if there's a clause in there where, like, you have to make all these movies maybe, like, in a row. Like, you're not allowed to make movies for other film companies to be released like on demand or in theaters. So it's so it's 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 through his production company. It's through Heartbeat. That's gotcha. Kevin Hart's production company and it's a first look deal, meaning that if they have a project they're developing, the first people that they have to bring it to is Netflix. Gotcha. If Netflix passes, then they can go somewhere then else. Then they can go somewhere else. Oh, right. interesting. Roz and Mocha Q&A. All right, before we get to all your questions that you asked on Instagram, we're going to the phones. Uh, yo, Sukbir, what's up, man? It's Razamoka. Hey, guys, how are you? Good, Good man. How are you? 
Yeah, good. Just chilling, chilling. All right. What is your question for the show? Yeah, so if uh, my girlfriend's been a vegetarian her whole life, yeah. and if uh, she wanted to start trying meat for the first time, what dishes would you personally prepare or recommend? Mm, interesting question. Your girlfriend, uh, what's her name? A Rupee. Rupee, how are you? It's Razamoka. Oh, snap. Rupee's on the phone. Uh, hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. So you are a vegetarian. You've never tried meat. Now, you want to try it, or is Sukbeer asking you just, hey, try it and let me know what you think? <laughs> no, I want to try it. You want to try it. Okay. I will suggest. Do you, now, now, when you say meat, because it's weird with vegetarians, some vegetarians eat fish. Do you eat fish? I do not. You do not eat fish. So, mm. no, nothing with a face in your life, right? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, I've known, it's weird, I've known I th- three or four vegetarians who started eating meat, and three out of the four, the thing that switched them over, shockingly, yeah. the thing that got them into meat was chicken wings. Really? Yes, and I found that weird because there's a bone involved, and it's yeah. like there's some savagery involved in like eating it, eating a chicken wing. Well, not just that, because if it's your first time with chicken wings, there's so many options for how you prepare. Just plain, just right? just deep so fried, just little plain? salt okay. and pepper. And I'll tell you what happened and why it was always the chicken wing uh-huh. was because it was always at a situation where somebody had ordered chicken wings and the vegetarian was sitting there, and with a chicken wing, you can say, "Can I just try one?" It's a very minimal commitment eating one little tiny flat of a, somebody else's order of chicken wings, and it always started with a chicken wing. I would say, don't do red meat if you're going to jump right into this yeah we were thinking the same thing i would say a hundred percent um hundred percent poultry and chicken wings i'm telling you for some weird reason this is the thing that has converted a lot of vegetarians that i know but i would say maybe go with a chicken finger because it's deep fried Mm. it has sort of an onion ringy like feel to it like it's a everything in there is going to be familiar to you right as a vegetarian it's that it's the taste of deep fried um it's the taste of a batter and then the chicken on the inside it's just straight up white meat there's not a lot of seasoning on the meat it's juicy it's tender and i think that if you're going to make the jump start with a good quality chicken finger not one that you buy frozen and then put in your oven at home and your boyfriend (laughs) burns the outside of it and all this stuff okay like a good quality chicken finger mocha what's your take so i had two potential options i was gonna say either straight up a hamburger with like minimal toppings on it Okay. Because you might okay. be able to mask some of the flavor of the burger with um, with the bun and some of the fixins on it. Or like a pasta with like a meat sauce mixed in oh, okay. as a way to gradually introduce the flavor or the taste or even the texture. So you're going straight with red meat, huh? Yeah. I'll tell you why I'm going to say no to the burger. Because sometimes when you squish a burger, if it's a good quality burger, that grease that comes out of it looks a whole lot like blood. Oh, it's so good, though. It's so good. It's delicious. That's the best part. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. But you go to take a bite and that starts running down your hand. You're going to church. (laughs) Right? Like, you'll never get over that. (laughs) David Mori, what are your suggestions? I was going to suggest liver pate. No, Mori. Absolutely not. You're disgusting. Say what? Because then you can control how much you put on the cracker. No, Mori, it's disgusting. Yeah. It's gross. Why would you subject liver pate? You're not starting anybody with liver who wants to. Who's never eaten meat before. No, but it turns into a spread. We're trying to... We're trying to actually help somebody here. My second suggestion was tuna. 
I have a tuna sandwich. Yeah, 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 tuna. Fish is another one. Fish is like there's some, but you can mess can taste, it with mayonnaise. I know, but if you don't like the taste of like fish, though, like if if you suddenly go, okay, I'm gonna try meat for the first time, and it's fish, and you've never had that fishy taste, you'll be turned off forever. Mm-hmm. Chicken is safe, yeah. right? Like Third chicken is very safe. A ballpark wiener. A what? A ballpark wiener. More, you can't. That's first of all, no. I don't even know how much meat is in that meat. Yeah. Right. Like you want to give the girl quality something. You're giving her like. Stuff that you would find in your green bin. Yes. <laughs> Much like, do, you okay. eat, do you eat French fries? Yes, I do. Okay. You like a good deep fried French fry? I do, yeah. Okay. Go to Jack Astor's and just do yourself a favor and order their straight up chicken fingers and French fries. Oh, they have the best chicken fingers you'll find anywhere. I agree. Yeah, they do. Okay. And they're delicious. And it's deep fried and they're fatty and they're non-offensive and there's not a lot going on with them. They're just nothing other than delicious. All right, sounds good. I will pay though, and then and then try a chicken wing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then pate. (laughs) Ah, Gross. (laughs) (laughs) So, Ruby, you have a couple options there to explore with. Okay. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. No worries. So very much love to you. Thanks very much for reaching out. Yeah. No worries. Have a great day. Later. Josh says here, what is your favorite non-alcoholic drink? Um, like I guess coffee. Yeah, mine's coffee. Absolutely. Lemon balm tea. What's that? Is it like one thing or is it something that you have to make? No, like it's between, one thing. It's, it's just one thing? It's my favorite thing now is lemon balm tea. What Who ca- makes it? Like celestial seasonings. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Catherine's drinking a ginger and turmeric tea now. I love turmeric lattes. Yeah, that's what she's drinking now. What? That's that's her thing. Yeah, ginger and turmeric. What does it smell like? Loves it. it. Smells delicious. Does yeah, it? Yeah, it smells really good. I don't like ginger. No? And, then, and then we drink a lot of... Like, I drink a lot of club soda. Yeah. And then a lot of Perrier as well. Yeah, and, and, hot, and hot chocolate. You drink hot chocolate? No, I, I used to. Powdered hot chocolate and I crumple candy canes into it. Oh, my goodness. I used to like hot chocolate. Yeah. Uh, not as much anymore. No. I find it too sweet. Yeah, I can't A little bit do. too sweet. When, like, when's the appropriate time to have a hot chocolate? At nighttime when you're cuddling up with your loved ones. Oh, no, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that's what so, so, for, so, so never, huh, Maury? <laughs> <laughs> Maury has had hot chocolate since the 90s. You know what I miss? Shirley Temples. <laughs> since Craig looks at personal lives. <laughs> <laughs> What's in a Shirley Temple? I don't even know. Isn't it just grenadine? Yeah. You're the one saying it's yeah. your favorite. Like, I don't know. I just, I remember because my brother Kyle used to order them and I'd have a sip and they're really good. They're super sweet, man. Yeah. Like super sweet. Uh, Josie says, oh, okay, here for you, Roz, hmm. uh, you were asked if you'd ever do chopped again and you said no, hmm. but would you ever let your daughter Roxy do a kid's version of chopped? Like would I ever let her? Uh-huh. Yeah, if she wanted to, she of wanted course to I would. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's been getting like really good at cooking, right? Yeah, I swear to God. So yesterday it was really wild. So she just turned 11 and yesterday I was making a sandwich for myself and then she was in the pantry just getting out all sorts of bowls and she had her cookbook out and everything else. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm making crepes. And I was like, okay, cool. And like, I didn't, supervise her in any way like normally when she was like you when she would start using the stove and stuff like this i would stand there with her just to make sure because the problem with the stove when kids are using big pans right it's 
they're so short. And so when they reach over to flip something, their arm is like parallel to the top of the pan. They're not reaching down where when you're grown, you reach down. So there's very little risk of burning your forearm, the inside of your forearm on the edge of the pan. Right. Um, So I would always help her out with that. And um, now she just does it on her own. So I was making my lunch yesterday and she just decided to make crepes and made the whole batter and mixed it and then got the pan, turned on the pan, put whatever in the pan, spread out her crepes, made like a half dozen crepes, and then just did whatever she did with them with peanut butter and everything else and folded them all up nice and just sat at the kitchen table and ate them and then wow. put everything away. And I was like, I didn't supervise you at all. And you just did the whole oh, thing. That's amazing. Yeah. So would I, would I let her do that? Yeah. I just, those shows are very stressful and... Um, right now, her love for cooking is just from pure enjoyment. And those shows are about building a television show and it's competition. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how well she would handle the sort of emotional side. Because right. they don't it. care about feelings. She's not a big competitive person. Like she's competitive on when, she, uh, when, when we play games, right? Yeah. Like Roxy's competitive at home when we play games, but she doesn't have this that, that sort of raw competitive nature. Um, that other kids her age who play hockey or do whatever, um, she doesn't have that. And so I think that she would really enjoy being on the show because I think that she's really proud of the stuff that she knows how to yeah. make. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, of course I would let her do it. Does if she, she wash do the it. dishes when she's done or she leaves them for you? Um, I, I would say like 50-50. So she knows what the snap means. Right, the snap, the snap. Yeah. Okay. So when Rox is done something, if she gets up from where she is and the plate is still there, I literally I snap and I point to the kitchen. Yeah, and then, and then she gets back up and she goes and she rinses her plate and puts it in the dishwasher. Right, like I don't even say anything. I snap. Yeah, um, and so she's good with that. But um, but no, it's uh, it's she's like she's eleven now and she does all that stuff. Yeah. she puts her stuff away. She can make her own things. Um, yeah, she, I made her up a plate last night that she wanted for breakfast this morning. And then, so she's just going to go and reheat all of that stuff and make her own toast and do all her own thing in the mornings now. Like, it's crazy. Like you just, all of a sudden she's just almost fully self-sufficient. It's really, yeah, it's incredible. Does it make you sad at all? Yeah, it does. But it, but, but not, but it's not outweighed by the absolute joy I get from watching her do that. Yeah. Like it's because she still asks for help. Like she still has, like she doesn't have the arm strength to mix a really thick batter. Mm-hmm. Right. So like she'll always call on Catherine or I to come in if it's like whatever she's making has a real thick batter because kids just don't have the arm strength to do that. Yeah. Right. So you have to go in and just like sort of it. give it like a real good mix. Right. I, I don't either. You don't either. <laughs> See, I'm at that point right now because our son's only three. Yeah. So he still needs us for everything. Everything. Right? Yeah. But yeah. as he's growing now, there are certain things where he's like, no, daddy, like I don't want your help. Yes. Like he'll. You know, before he'd like need our help to to get to the bathroom and help with his pants and his undies yep. and stand him up on the stool so he could pee. But now, like in the past few weeks, he's like, he gets up and he's like, I have to pee. Yeah. He tells us. But then I'm like, okay, do you want me to come with you? And he's like, no. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, he doesn't need me to go no. pee anymore. No, he doesn't. And that's the thing. Right? And there are, like, all these little things that he does in the house where he's like, no, I don't need you. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, I kind of like 
that bro the fact that you need me for you know, these things i'll tell you you know what's going to kill jenna because it, it, it I, and maybe maybe it won't maybe it won't because it's again there's heartbreaking things that happen when when your kids start to get older but the the joy of seeing it happen sort of outweighs the heartbreak that they don't need you anymore which is what we are where we are now with rocks is that Catherine, when she needs new clothes, because Roxy's growing like crazy, she grew three inches this year. Wow. Right. So when she needs new clothes, now what happens is Catherine will go online and Roxy will sit there and pick out what she wants. Oh, like you're really? No, yeah, you're no longer picking sort of her her yeah. clothes anymore. And uh, I mean, she just has very basic taste. She likes track pants sure. and hoodies, and that's really it. Like she's All not really stuff, she's not really yeah. into like fashion, you know. Like she's not into how things sort of how things look it's mm. all about absolute comfort and that's uh, that's where she is right now my son my son jumped up on the bed for the first your time your dog uh yesterday yeah. we were so super impressed say your dog don't say your son that's super weird my man. son dog no jumped up it's on not the- it's not it's a dog why what's wrong with just saying i have a dog well i matthew calls him his son but what but what's wrong with just acknowledging that it's a dog I was just trying to participate. Okay, so okay, your son. So, okay, so your dog jumped on the bed last night. See, and... when you say it's your dog jump on the bed, doesn't sound as good as when you say your son does it. <laughs> so the dog jumped up on the bed. Okay, but what's the rest of the story now? Because I bet you it's going to get weird. Okay, so your son jumped on the bed last night, and then what happened? Went to sleep. But oh. we were so impressed that he was able to jump on the bed himself. <laughs> God. Vivian Vong says this. My son. <laughs> if you were to consider yourself a materialistic object, would you want to be a classic? Limited edition or a rare find, and why? Also, I've been a longtime listener, love the live show and the podcast. So, thank you very much for listening, Vivian. Great question. Maury, you go first on this one because this sort of, I think, is in your wheelhouse. I'll tell you why not a classic. Okay. I mean, when you say classic, that means old, rusty, doesn't necessarily mean, you know, something special, right? Okay. Like, sure. Yeah. Rare find is something that there's not many of. Mm-hmm. I was going to say limited edition because mm-hmm. it's something people, it's sought after. People want it. It's worth more. <laughs> people want it? People want you? Well, I'm just answering the question. My, I'm going to say limited edition <laughs> because when you find it, it's valuable yeah. and there aren't many around. Okay, so here's the thing though is let's right now what you're doing is you're taking the attributes of those three things and you're saying which one would I like to be if I had the choice. So instead, understand what those three three things represent and which one best matches you currently. Oh, well, I was just trying to answer what she said. Right. But if you're trying to just match me, then I'm going to say a classic, old and rusty. <laughs> See, Ross? same, same, old and rusty. I'm a classic. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say uh, for me, rare find, rare find. Yeah, yeah. But now, if you wanted to answer the question, what best is attributed to you? Rare find, <laughs> rare find. Yeah, I'm rare find too, actually. Maury's <laughs> Mor- uh, old and round. I mean, old and what did you say? Rusty, rusty, old and rusty. Sorry, I knew it was an R word. <laughs> Chrissy says here, I want to watch The Crown, but I really don't follow the Royals and I don't know too much about them. Well, I need to know how things started with the Royals or do they do a good job setting it up? Like, are you going to start watching The Crown from the beginning? I assume so. I think her question here is, I'm going to start watching The Crown from the beginning, but I don't know uh, much about the Royal family. Will I still be able to follow the story? Uh, Yes, they literally start from day one with Elizabeth. Like, they explain. It's actually, now that you know 
that you that they do get into the Diana years. Yeah. I don't know if I could go back and watch The Crown from the very beginning now had I not oh, seen really? it. No, because I would just want them to to blaze right through and get to the Diana years because yeah. there's just so much of the, uh, the 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 Elizabeth Philip time that sort of gets like I don't know, you start to lose interest in it if you're not into the sort of beauty of the show I've, because it's I a quite beautiful enjoyed show. The whole thing. See, yeah, no, no, I did I too. I did too. But I, but I was waiting for like to get to sort of times that are our lives. Yeah, a little bit more I familiar. Remember, right? A little bit more, exactly. Yeah. A little bit more familiar. I think what was upsetting is when you're reading, because um, I thought everything was accurate. And what's upsetting right. is when you're reading the stories that they kind of change some of the words or added some, you know, not sure. true stuff to it. I, I that don't was think upsetting it's, to me. I don't think it's a complete work of fiction like some of the critics have labeled it as. Um, but, you know, I think that they do a good job taking you sort of through the history of the family. Like if you're wondering how people met or how they yeah. handled certain events, yes, they do do that. I in, think it was fine. Like, Christy, I'm kind of, you know, with you on this where my knowledge of the royals is A, from my mom, and it was from mainly the Diana years. I had, like, no knowledge whatsoever, anything pre-Diana. Right. And then when Jenna and I started watching, it was, I was just, like, learning everything. Yeah. But it's so super it cool to see when they did something and then go to Google and be like, oh, my God, that really did happen. Yeah, and it's interesting because I, th I think that part of the relationship that is most shocking was the relationship between uh, the Queen and Margaret and yeah. how much under the Queen's thumb Margaret was her whole life. Yeah, had right? no idea about yeah. that. I mean, how cool was Margaret? Oh, yeah. Which which Margaret, though? Which one's your favorite? Oh, the drunken partier one yeah, that yeah, snuck yeah. out of the castle yeah. to meet up with guys. Yeah. Mel says this, is there a snack? And then yeah. in brackets, let's narrow it down to chips. Okay. That you enjoyed so much that you are sad is no longer available. Mine is planters, cheese balls, and Keebler's potato skin chips. Oh, wow. Yeah, years ago, um, I, I always hated, because companies would always do this, you would always have a favorite chip, and then one day they would just vanish from the face of the earth. And then you start, without announcement, without anything, There was, and nobody had any answers. The guys at the variety stores had no answers. Nobody had any answers. And then you start thinking, well, for somebody to kind of, that was that popular to go away that quietly, it could only be one thing, and that is that it has to cause cancer. Right? right, yeah. Like it has to be something really, truly awful. Um, but for me, and I think that they've come back over the years, but when I was a kid, uh, there were potato chips and the flavor was smoky bacon. And they were hmm. always my favorite. And I don't know if uh, I ever and I, remember and I, that. And I, made them? And I or loved, was this like kind of all the chip companies Hostess. made them? Oh, okay. Hostess. And it was Hostess when chip bags were paper. And not the oh, sort wow. of uh, not the sort of like foil that you get now. So you know what the okay, you know what the you know what bags of chips are made out of, right? Like you pop the pop open the top yeah. regular bag of chips. That material that that bag is made out of was only for big bags of chips. Smaller bags of chips were almost a paper where you would tear the top off it. Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that and it at was all. A, it was a thicker sort of. Hmm. It felt like almost like. Um, the foil wrapper that you buy hot dogs in. Oh, and, really? And then, I and, then those. and then at the end of it, you would tear the one side and then tear the bottom, and you would open up the whole thing flat on the table and lick your finger and get up all the chip dust oh off the off the in, off the inside of it. And that's what that's what Hostess chips were. There was they were in those bags. And I think back in the day, it was regular barbecue, salt and vinegar, 
and oh, sour cream and onion. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. And then when they started in, involving other flavors, that's when they got the smoky bacon, and I loved smoky bacon. But Hostess had those three little characters. Like everything had to have a character. They had those used three. To get the, inside, there was like a treat. Like there was the playing cards or stickers. Yeah, with those yeah, 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 yeah. There was there. Yeah, there was treats. It was like it was like a Cracker Jacks kind of thing. There was like always a treat inside that. the bag. Yeah. There was a treat Someone inside the Maury bag. Someone said it was um like a little package with some yeah. cards like, or something. Yeah. Cards or stickers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or they had, used to have wrestling cards in them, right? I was like, just gonna say, hold on, Shad. yeah. Those yeah. little tiny wrestling cards. Then they they came in one card, and it was in a in in plastic, and it was in the bag, and you would have to tear open the plastic, and it was a little tiny wrestling playing card, and that was in Hostess brand chips. So in the wrestling group chat, yeah. that I'm a part of with Shem and two other people, yeah. Some which who was it? Was it Rojo or was Rojo. it Alex? Rojo. So one guy had took a picture and had like a stack. He found them, yeah, of these, and they were still wrapped. Yeah. Right, these hostess, and I guess he must have had doubles or something, and sent them to the radio station for me. So at home now, I have like a stack of all these still in the wrapping, oh, still you in do. the package. You have these them. wrestling cards that have the hostess logo across. Yeah, it was in. Hold on here. Um, it was in 1987 that uh, 1987 WWF hostess. Yeah. Yeah, 1987. Yeah, I have a stack. Yeah, and and it had you could then you would buy a poster and then you would place all the cards on this big giant poster and then when you had all of them, Man. you had the you had the whole collection. Damn, worry? Not chips, but uh, there are things that I just don't eat anymore that I miss, like wagon wheels. You don't eat wagon, wagon wheels, wheels anymore. Again? No, because like, wagon wheel is like marshmallow in chocolate with like a cookie middle, right? Yeah, but covered in chocolate. That's all what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, do you remember? Um, or you could buy Half Moon, which was the half wagon wheel. But Half Moon was white cake, though, was it not? I thought Half Moon was, oh, you're was right. white cake. But there cake. was something else where it Joe was, Louis. Joe Louis was. Well, Joe yeah. Louis was chocolate with white yeah. icing. Yeah. And then chocolate on the outside. But you were able to buy Half Moon, or not Half Moon, but Half the Wagon Wheel. Like yeah. They did sell them in Wagon halves. wheels were gross. It was like, they were so gross. Yeah. I couldn't, yeah. And then when I, because I, when I was in Montreal, um, we didn't have Joe Louis. We had Mae West. Mae West, <laughs> the same thing? Mae West was a, a different name. It's a different version of a cake. So we didn't have Joe Louis. Mae West was a sort of taller, smaller, round, um, white cake with icing pocket in the middle covered in chocolate on the oh, outside. They have those here, but they're called like Swiss cakes. No, 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 no. Different, different. Swiss, Swiss roll. Swiss roll. Different. No, no. This is, uh, this was a white cake with, it was like, a, it was our version of a Joe Louis, only instead of chocolate cake and white icing covered in chocolate, it was white cake and uh, vanilla icing then covered in chocolate. And that's what we had for lunch. Growing up was was Mae West. What were the chips? Where it was sour cream and onion, but it wasn't chip. It was kind of like I want to say almost like a wonton, wonton, but covered in. It was like a like not like a chip. I'm trying to describe this. I know you know what I mean. Where it's like a. I know you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. It was kind of like like a noodle. Like a hard noodle, but covered in sour cream and onion, and those were the chips. A noodle? Oh, 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 See? oh! I know you know what I mean. Oh, <laughs> I know what I mean. No, but but are you talking about like? Um, uh, I have no idea what like, you're talking are, about. Are you talking about like onion rings? Remember onion rings? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 What? Yeah. 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 Onion rings. 
It was a chip. You would buy these, and they were like onion, but it was like it tasted more like sour cream and onion. Here, I'm gonna Mocha. I'm gonna turn my computer around, and I'm gonna show you what the bag of Hostess Smoky Bacon chips looked looked like. And you're gonna see that it's like a foil bag that you tear the top off of. This is what the bag used to look like. Yes, I actually now. That That's you what it used to look like, too, and yeah. you would tear the top off it. The logo but, looks familiar, yeah. and those little characters look familiar. When you yeah. said the paper, bag doesn't. No, the no, bag does. But when you said paper, it threw me. Yeah, but it was. It was foil paper. Like oh, you would tear that. You would tear that the doesn't top look off. familiar. And Everything then, else and about that would, bag of chips looks familiar. Really? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Okay, so they had salt and vinegar, sour cream and onion, ketchup, um, hot barbecue, and yeah, smoky bacon. That was always my my number one go to with smoky bacon. Does sour cream and dill still exist? No, I don't know if I've ever had a sour cream that and dill. That was the flavor on the thing I was trying to describe to you. Sour, sour cream, cream and dill. dill huh? Yeah, I remember, really? like, but I, that's why I asked, like, do you guys remember that being a chip? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you used no. to have that. I do. Back in the day, but I don't know if I'm making that up. Because that's going to be my answer. Like, what chip flavor do I miss? And it would be sour cream and dill. I don't know if I've ever had sour but cream and dill. But didn't they just call it dill? No, because it didn't have sour cream in it. You can get sour cream... And onion chips, you can get dill chips, like, separately. But I remember, I think I do at least, a sour cream and dill chip. I do remember. Okay, let me let me research this now because I am normally... Oh, my God, yeah. Who Hold made it? Here. Everybody made Lays, it, right? sour cream and dill. Yeah. Do they still make it? No, I oh. don't think so. See? Sour cream and dill. Look yeah. at that. No? So there you go. That's the flavor I missed. That is, huh? No, I don't know, man. Who knows? Next question. Jen has a question uh, directed at Dammit Mori. Okay. Did you ever figure out your eight-word password for Bitcoin? No. <laughs> <laughs> and Bitcoin was in the news recently, and people were DMing me going, ha, 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 ha. Do you know how much you would have if uh, if you still had your password for Bitcoin? Somebody told me I would have had something like $7,000. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Wow. Yeah. And you forgot yeah, your password close. like almost immediately, right? Yeah. So I'm kind of looking at it as not a loss, but how much um, did you invest? A wash. Uh, I invested forty dollars. Oh, okay. And you could you could have seven grand right now. I know, but I, it's it's what are you gonna do? Do you know that from that one conversation that uh, you had? Remember we we had you recorded where you told Matthew about Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and he was. Do you remember that? Yeah. And um, you were. Do you still have it over there? Because Maury bought Bitcoin and then he went home and, and recorded Matthew's reaction to when Maury purchased Bitcoin and Matthew lost his, lost his head like he always does. So when Maury told Matthew that he bought Bitcoin, Matthew was like, what do we even do with Bitcoin? And Maury was like, well, you can shop online with it. You can go to a cafe. And Matthew said, a cafe? <laughs> and, and the way that Matthew said cafe, I will tell you, all those years ago, what year was this that, that this happened? I think like 2014, maybe. Okay. So all those years later, in my house, just so you know, uh-huh. Anytime somebody on a show, in a video game, reads it out loud, anytime somebody says the word cafe, everybody in my house goes, a cafe? (laughs) So... Every single time, because Roxy and Catherine are playing um, Animal Crossing like crazy, and somebody uses uses the word yesterday, cafe, and as soon as Roxy was reading it out loud, she said the word cafe, and Catherine, who was in the office, and I was in the kitchen, both went, a cafe! (laughs) So, 
<laughs> the way Matthew says it, a cafe, yeah. is the way I say it a lot in my life yes. as well. Yes. yes. So this is... Okay, uh, so this is my Bitcoin wallet. I signed up for Bitcoins and I put in... I went to the Bitcoin ATM and I put in... What the f*** is Bitcoin? Bitcoins is online currency and you can invest in it and it can grow or you can buy things online. For what? What do you do with this well, you, you see if it grows. Like some people put more in, but I'm trying it with the $60. So we have 0.064 of a Bitcoin. What is that, like 0.064 cents? No, it's percentage of one coin. Okay, I can't shop in percentages. I shop with money. Dollars. <laughs> right, it's, uh, this is my wallet. Maybe it'll so I, to can, can we go shopping online with this? Yeah, like cafes or something. Take cafes? It. Yeah, cafes. <laughs> I'm not going to buy a coffee online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is how much that one clip influenced uh, influenced my life. Uh, Patrick has a question here. Photography question for Roz. Mm. Uh, how did Catherine build her name in the photography world and book high end clients? Uh, I can. I will tell you right now. I know exactly what her answer to that question would be, and that is one shoot at a time. There you go. That's it. Ask Razamoka can be found online through Instagram at kiss925. Uh, that is where you ask your questions. Of course, we'll invite one of you to join us on the podcast to ask your question live. But go ahead and fill up that comment section with as many questions as you can, as you want. And we will try our best to get through as many as we can on a future episode of the podcast. This has been the Roz. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On Kiss 92.5. Kiss 92.5. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.